hope everybody's doing good. I giggle a little bit. First of all, before we get into what I'm giggling for, this is Weekly Game Chat. However you found us, thank you for, you know, putting the work in to find us. Shout out to our long times and welcome to our first times. Um, again, like I said, my name's Sean. You'll find us every Wednesday at the podcast. Uh, what do we call it? The podcast uh, pool, the podcast place, the podcast house, wherever you get your podcast. I'm not by myself. Um, I usually have some cohorts with me, some co-hosts. Sorry, sorry, co-hosts. Um, we all consider ourselves buddies in real life. We're friends. Um, at one point, if you listen to this show, um, I proclaimed John, the guy I'm about to introduce to say hello to you guys, as the better half of this show. Math is hard, and it does not work out like that anymore. There's like thirds and fractions and things. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. So I'd like to say, John, welcome to this episode and, uh, say hello to the fine people who listen. Hello, fine people who listen. <laughs> Sean, is it? Is it Sean? Is my name's Sean. Sean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Right. Just my, I gotta make sure I act like you're, you're my friend. Uh, I know it's a good show we put on for the people, huh? What's your favorite color? I don't, I think it's right like. Now? I think it's gray or black now, and I think that means that something. You think, you think Based on the background, black. shouldn't it be blue? Well, I only do that because you're red, and it's like Star Wars fair stuff. And I'm uh, beige. And that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we're, both, uh, we're both Star Wars today, and I've got Vader Mine's on. the old school like video game shirt, choose your player, and you're rocking the class. And John, underneath his uh, <laughs> perfectly iron button-up. No? Okay. Uh, that gives me flashback pre-pandemic. <laughs> every day <laughs> if i stood up the shorts would also be black i'm just saying that's how we're rolling tonight boys but uh you hear him he is uh we're gonna go ahead and say it the greatest co-host of all time his name is chris uh what's up chris how you doing man i've been hanging out with you all day and you've been all great day, all day yeah uh, i've tried you know i try to be great i don't know if i yeah. am great but uh yeah it's going good Hope i mean everyone's you got having your, a good you got your you got your moments for sure as far uh, as he's, he's amazing he's amazing he's, at being okay that's true the best okay guy ever you're like it's not bad he's <laughs> not, not great not great it's not bad uh i will say um, this come this time most likely if you're not watching us live on twitch which you should be doing twitch.tv slash weekly games chat but uh if you're not doing that by the time you probably listen to this tomorrow i will have gotten a second shot in the arm so that's why it's I'm funny doing you say morning. that. Uh, mine's coming up two days before my birthday, which is this month. Happy so birthday. happy, happy <laughs> birthday to me. Um, rip to the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Uh, if right. you've gotten one of those, uh, uh, hope you're not one of the eight people that have been reported to get blood clot itches because that's no what bueno. Is it, what is it? Six out of a million is the is the ratio. Yeah, yeah like the whole six ratio. <laughs> Um, Chris and I, in case you're wondering, uh, I, Chris, if you don't mind me saying, can I say what kind of vaccine we got? We're on the Go Pfizer. Right yeah. Uh, so the Pfizer is where it's at. That's the two shot. Uh, I highly recommend if you can get your shot to do it, you know, we promote good health. We want to, we want to get back to being around each other so we can go to, uh, Chipotle together. We have $30 that's burning a hole in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> a virtual uh, pocket oh, oh oh john oh it was sent to john chris oh. we are effed um how were um, how was that guac there, john there was a steam sale <laughs> oh no <laughs> just play it it's still there 
but yeah, as the country, uh, when I for anyone who's listening across the pond, you have you have the pandemic too. It is considered worldwide, but in the states, uh, you're starting to see some some governors um, release or not renew the mask mandates. I'm gonna just let you guys know, even with the vaccine, I am going to social distance. I'm going to mask up, and I'm going to sanitize my hands as often as possible. That's because you're a fascist. I am. Wait, what? I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I do too. But I mean, just just be safe, guys. We we try to say that every week. We want to be able to get out, of course, and hang out together, and we want to be able to uh, eat Chipotle. But we also want to possibly have trips to like I don't know Birmingham breweries, not England, Alabama. We want to be able to maybe see some of you guys um, if we ever can get out and about, and if the world straightens itself out. But I would. I would um, like to see Bob Weir and Dang Company again before like one of them dies. So uh yeah, y- y'all need to tighten up. I need my my good vibes. Dude, I just want to experience a live concert again. Yeah. It's crazy how much I miss just that excitement. Wannabe Gamer, what's up? Um he uh Wannabe Gamer is over on our Twitch chat saying that uh what's up guys? Apologize, can't stick around today. Uh you'll catch me us tomorrow on Pandora. That's right. We are also on Pandora if you didn't know it. Game on to we you, are. sir. Want to be gamer? Um, don't open that box. <laughs> uh, Nacho says, "John, we must unionize against your fascist boss." My so fascist he brought up. He, he's talking about, I guess, me because you called me a fascist, um, but you said it funny, and he brought up unions, hot topics <laughs> that we avoid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, don't say that word. I don't say that word on this show. Uh, <laughs> I hate to hear that. Okay, Solomon. Sorry, John. You don't say. Yeah, John don't say. He doesn't say those words anymore. Uh, and it's to be honest, it's hearsay on whether or not he even said them in the first place. Um, Solomon says the wife got the J and J vaccine, and now she is PO'd. I would be too, um, to be honest. Well, but then again, I, I don't know. That's a tough one because you're getting. It, the reason I'd be mad is because you're thinking you're getting something that's going to help you fight the pandemic, fight the virus, and then you could possibly get something that would kill you when trying to fight the virus that could kill you. And it's like, ah, come on, guys, tighten that up. Uh, yeah, but uh, now in the chat, it's real funny. They're saying your wife, your wife to uh, Case Solomon's wife. Nice. <laughs> See what we did, boys. <laughs> See what we did? Hey, before we get too far in this intro, I want to remind all of our winners, people won things, right? In theory, they won things. In theory, oh, they I, did. I just kept it. <laughs> John is bad about spending money. Good good, good thing that the uh, $100 donation was sent to my PayPal. Um, so that should be going over to Solve4X. I've sent you personally a uh, direct message in Discord, Solve. Um, Nacho, of course, won the Horizon Zero Dawn copy. We are waiting, I think, unless that has changed, to all be able to get up to sign it for you. Um, Mr. Mason, I have reached out to you about your Switch controller accessory. Um, I'm going to get in touch. Actually, I've already gotten in touch with at LSD1, who gave away the Switch controller accessory. Um, At the Claw Voice over on Twitter, I've reached out to you about your gift card. Yuri on Discord, John will be reaching out to you, and a mini. Uh, Chris is reaching out to you for your gift card. So, is this um, where I tell many? I just went ahead and took the money I was gonna send to him, and just went ahead and bought the Rocket League pass, so we could <laughs> just you assume yeah. it'd be I was okay. Like, look, 
This will get uh, me to play with him. So it's, it's a win for him. It's fine. So um, to back it up real quick before we move on, two steps forward, one step, well, however that song goes. Mm. If you saw us on Twitch, which once again, you should be watching us every Tuesday, record this show on Twitch. We're great. Like we're the greatest thing on Twitch ever. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe. Bold. Okay. Maybe that bold is fine. <laughs> um, Dream big, little guy. The, the video <laughs> came in a little early and John and I like to do a thing. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Let's just say it's huge and it needs uh, huge. It's huge and needs lube. And I'm acting it out as the video comes on today. And whoa, I need to get a better uh, your live shot <laughs> from not Chris, but somebody. Uh, it's probably fine. But we were vibing. Um, we, you know, we play our intro music uh, on Twitch, and and you know, if you join us, you kind of get that vibe. So once again, thank you for joining us on Twitch if you have. Boys, what did you do this week? I think Chris watched some shows. I know John yeah. probably got frustrated with his real job, so I hope there was some fun stuff that happened. <laughs> um, um, you know, in, in, the, in, in everything. How's everybody doing? Man. I love this time when we get together and we shoot the sh together. You know what I'm saying? I got to give it up to my uh, friend Josh because he was the one who first reminded me that Invincible was going to be a TV show um, oh, yeah. on, on Amazon. And I have yeah. to say, this this week's episode really was the one that I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty awesome. That's a really awesome episode. Uh, but then because of that, it made me go and pick up the comics uh, through Comicology because they have them all in their unlimited thing. So basically... I've been doing the topic, right? And then yeah. I've been, whenever I'm not doing the topic, I need a break because I'm frustrated or whatever. You know, it's the end of the day and I need to wind down. And I tell myself I'm going to bed at 1030 at night. Uh, I end up staying up till about 1 a.m. just reading the actual comics. Uh, That's from, why you come into our, our Discord hangout. It's, yeah. it's, a co it's a cozy place, folks. Mm -hmm. uh, and the energy level takes a moment to get to get there. going because yeah. you're, you're staying up you're staying up yeah and, uh, I and laughed. the bad part right. is then when i try to actually fall asleep it's the opposite of like when you read a book right yeah like i feel like a book yeah. usually re relaxes you and gets you in a place where it's easier to fall asleep right but yeah in this case i just start processing everything i've read in this comic and the imagery and everything going on i'm like oh, where is this going what's gonna happen next oh this is this is good stuff i love it Right, right. Uh, I, I laughed out loud when you started talking, not at you, you know, reading comics or watching Invincible or anything sure. like that. Nacho, and this was in my uh, reference to my comment about John's real job. Nacho says, are you telling us that this isn't your real job? I thought John was professional WGC news team guy. <laughs> That's my bad, John. I didn't mean to, to throw your news job affiliation saying you had a bad week. The, the, the news team is on point as always. My apologies, John. We'd like to hear from you on this matter now, please, sir. I don't really have anything to contribute. To be honest, I was, I was kind of a bump on a log over the weekend. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't watch anything nerdy. I didn't do anything nerdy. I just existed. <laughs> um. So were you it's, like it's, a Henry I'm, I'm getting, on, were you, were you a Henry on someone's anus this weekend, <laughs> this week? I'm always a Henry on someone's <laughs> anus. 
<laughs> so um, <laughs> recently, you know, we talked about how they created the wipes. We've talked about this before. Uh, I think Preparation H, the company, is the one I used when the old Henry showed up on the old bungle. And they're fantastic. And I got me to thinking, one, uh, what did we do before Preparation H? You know, like moisturizing wipes. I thought that at the time. I think I brought it up then. But, you know, well, it, it, I don't know how you could have lived without them. I can tell but you people that. did. So I was like, I got a story. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, back in the day, people yeah. had higher fiber diets. This stuff wasn't a problem back then. And that's, <laughs> that's coming from Whoa. the proctologist I visited once. <laughs> Dude, that could be true. I remember like our age is going to show here, but I remember watching a show in the vein of, or around the time of a show called night court it had yeah. a character named bull on it. It was around that time frame and a show had a guy on it where the comedy of it was he was going in for surgery for a Henry that needed to be fixed. And the show had him like laying on the table with, you know, it was covered up properly and just jokes are flying left and right. But I'm thinking I, I they had to take him out, John. That was like archaic compared to what we got to do now. <laughs> I'm you trying know? to uh imagine um you know something like a madman uh scene of like a doctor yes. just coming in smoking the cigarette <laughs> and going like oh you got an old Henry okay smokes the cigarette and then just drab, like jabs the Henry with it and goes hold on we'll just suture that with this all right you're good to go yeah that doesn't <laughs> seem like way. it'd be fun at all and and I I got to say I've taken proper measures to not have those again try to try to eat like frosted mini wheats when i can uh try not to take books to the old um poop i try to the poop games have to be fast now no more books in there like you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do catch out um it's real funny um i'm so glad to talk about this yeah well it it goes it it, you know what it goes you said you were a bump on a log it made me think of a bump on somewhere else the old Henry, the Anus. So it's my and this fault. is where we are. <laughs> you much. did this, sir. <laughs> you did it. But happy um, for all you, uh, for all you, I think it's like 2 million subscribed users on, no, not OnlyFans, uh, on Final Fantasy 14 Online. Happy Patch Day. I only said this to tell John we all love a good patch. Mm. Um, and that's where that went. <laughs> but uh it's been great that's what i've largely been doing this week chris can attest to that uh matter of fact we hang out all, all day. day all, all day. day i'm doing it as more <laughs> as much as i can of course and uh and then chris will be like hey i gotta go do a thing for the topic so he's doing that um we're still working on our best friend josh's sleeping schedule it's a mess it's a train wreck uh ripped to regular hours for him i don't think he'll ever get those back um i feel like I- the only time I can save Josh from you guys is whenever Age of Empires 4 <laughs> finally comes out. Because I'll just cast that little line out and be like, come back to me, Josh. I can well, get you, you say back that. to normal sleep. <laughs> He's notorious for <laughs> casting the line to me to say, hey, um, Azeroth is calling. Come back to World of Warcraft. That's true. He'll probably do that. He, he rubs my ear, tickles my mustache and beard. And then I'm there. He tried that this morning, but it's patch day. 
or, you know, yesterday was, cause you guys will hear yeah. this the day after. Um, so yeah, there's that. I, I do got to say guys, speaking of games, you know, our plan for next week's topic, I think you all know, we all downloaded it. It was free. Yeah. I despise it already. Hmm. So I'm going to need to talk to you guys. <laughs> did you guys, uh, well, did you ever play the originals? No, there was okay. a reason. And I quickly remembered why. Yeah. But I have not started yet, so I can't say. Yeah. We'll see. I, I got to say traveling, by the way, John, have you traveled with your PS five yet? It by any capacity? No, no I don't think uh, I would. I would <laughs> like suggestions on the best, uh, package to take your PS five anywhere because it doesn't fit in a book bag and it almost doesn't fit in like a duffel zip kind of suitcase book bag. Uh, the carry on suitcase doesn't fit there. <laughs> it needs like a legit size bag. Uh, we had a, a tonight. <laughs> we need something to that extreme. We went out of town for a cheer comp this weekend down in Destin. Shout out to any listeners in Florida. Uh, but we survived apparently a tornado that came through our area ish. Uh, Panama City Beach got lit up. So thoughts and prayers out to fixing all that up. But uh, it's crazy, dude. That thing is a monster. Also, have fun with hooking it up to your Wi Fi in your hotel, putting that out there. They made it crazy hard. So that was my entire weekend. So mm. it is. Yeah, that's, it the is. Way, that's the way it is with most, most, most. Most consoles in a hotel Wi-Fi setting, that thing is not designed to be very efficient. No. Do you as know far as, as far as hotel Wi-Fi? Unless the, you're gonna, unless you're gonna pay for their exclusive Wi-Fi, yes, right. Then you'll then you'll get Chris's premium. <laughs> the the thing the the thing is the Wi-Fi itself, even the free Wi-Fi, has gotten better at the places I visit. Right. Mm -hmm. What happens is your room or the hotel has that password. And and when you go like on your laptop or tablet or phone, a page pops up that you have to put in your room number and your name and the password. The PlayStation doesn't allow you to do that like automatically. Gotcha. There is there are a bunch of workarounds where you can tell it to go look at like, for instance, the uh the instruction book that's digital and it pulls up a website. It's hard to get to the browser itself on the PS5. Um, they made it to where that's almost, they don't want you to do that, I guess. Uh, so the web, the web browser. Yeah. I, unless I'm to to the web browser because I needed to go to the, the page of the hotel to, to log prompt in. Yeah. the login, Good um, Lord. but they do have an app or, or a way that your phone is supposed to show a, a network. Like your PS5 is supposed to be talking to the the network that your phone's on when you click it there's a password that it gives you to put in. I could never get that to happen. So if, if you're listening and thinking Sean's a meathead, one, you're right. Two, I tried very hard to get it to work properly and it ended up working. I ended up, you know, playing some games and stuff, but um, it wasn't easy. Like it should have been. I so think. you had all this trouble getting Wi-Fi, and then you played odd world. Is that right? <laughs> so that difficulty going into all odd world probably ruined that experience. <laughs> no, I played it. That's really funny. If that would have been it, I played it here. Like when I say here, I mean home. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how, what your guys's take on it would be if we played it. And if we decide to talk about it on the show, am I the first one that spoiled it? No, 
No, because okay. it's we, we we all talked about Odd World being free and that it mm-hmm. may be a topic. Like we joked last week that it might be two weeks from now's topic. We did joke. So if you listen to the show, hey, if you missed that part, hey. Um, but we'll see how it goes. You know, the the world changes and we'll never know what we get for a topic. It is what it is. I mean, I'm telling you now though, I don't I don't know how that's gonna play out. I'm just saying. But we shall see. We shall see. Once again, thank you to all the winners for submitting your applications, pivoting back to that. Uh, Chris, how are we looking on this intro time? We looking good? 21 minutes. I think that's solid. I think that's girthy and, you know, wait, mm-hmm. what? Wait, what? What happened? Um, if you're ready, uh, you're the guy this week, dude. John was the guy last week. This is you now. Yeah. Oh, uh, can I can I mention? Um, of I was supposed, I think I was supposed to like connect with uh, um, Acid Sunday to play Monster. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That didn't work out. I can explain to him privately why, but uh, I'm still around if he wants to if he wants to connect at some point. Hmm. I also before we end it want to shout out to Acid. The we're going to talk in code now. The package has been uh, picked up. <laughs> I repeat, the package has been picked up. I can confirm the package has been picked up. Many I've seen thanks, the package. Many, I've seen many thanks. Sean. Is that maybe package. perhaps a picture he might have showed me this morning? Don't know. Move Don't on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the aforementioned, the promised topic time for this week's episode. Um, as always, um, you know, we thank you for making it this far or coming right to this point or listening to the intro. However you got here, that's what's up. Uh, but wait, no, we're going to wait no further because I can't wait to hear about the journey that Chris has taken this week and this week's topic. <laughs> um, it, I think he went from the game being meh. To uh, okay, 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 but we hear all about it. We will hear all about it momentarily. Chris, tell the folks in that sexy voice what this week's topic is, and let's get this thing going. The topic is Outriders. Where my dogs at? Rest in peace, DMX. Rest in peace, DMX, for sure. Uh, we should have uh, we sh- it we should have played like a Rough Riders intro Rough. or something. What you really want Sean. this week? Uh, yeah, you're gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Oh, two references. Yeah, that's how we do. That's how we do. But yeah, man, <clears throat> Outriders. Oh, by the way, um, folks, John is drinking a beer this week. I didn't see it like I normally do, so I didn't want to bring it up in case he wasn't drinking a beer. But the tradition continues. I asked him. He said it was, quote, the same old stuff, end quote, John Barron. Good so old, same old stuff. Same old stuff. I don't know if Chris is having a PBR yet. I uh, yeah. am having a Dale's Pale Ale. Dale's Pale Ale? Yeah. No clue what that is. That's <laughs> Oscar Blues. They are a very, very famous brewery. Are they really? Where are they from? Colorado. Colorado. Shout out to Colorado and Oscar's Brewery. 
Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues Brewery. <laughs> we like your beer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, just wanted to get you guys up on that. Chris, what is up? Tell us about this game. Outriders. Just give, just yeah. give us the Richard. Let's go to the news. Jeez, he's he's I'm really on, trying on, to rob you guys of content. I'm on a schedule. I'm on a schedule. John, first of all, you're saying that word wrong, and you said it wrong twice. I need you to fix it. It's schedule moving forward, sir. It's schedule. I'm on a schedule. I'm on a schedule. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Outriders. Um, not what I thought it was when I first started. I honestly saw this, and I was like, maybe I'll be interested because it was a third person, but I, I thought it was just going to be a third person destiny that was really what i thought when i saw What's everything wrong with destiny nothing but like you know my fear was this is gonna be a games of service it's gonna be this big short campaign followed by tons of grindy actions that i'm probably just not going to be able to invest the time or care about right so you uh, thought it was going to be a big short campaign no i thought it was going to be a thing that was designed about end game and end game only to get me That's to funny. basically go out there and, you know, grind and then eventually try to get me to buy a bunch of cosmetics, all that kind of stuff that you see going on with destiny, you know, and that's fine. Right. If, if that's what you love, then go for it, you know, but it's just something that I really wanted to love destiny, but it, it always got in my way because it was a game where as a solo player, I just never felt I could do it by myself. Because it it would just get annoying after about four or five hours in, you'd just be having these thirty five minute boss battles by yourself, trying to grind down a boss, right? Because it's it's designed to be multiplayer. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, so you, and are, that's we, fine. Are, we, are we reviewing Destiny? <laughs> but um, I wish. <laughs> and then I started it, and I was like, okay, it's third person. And at first, I thought this is going to be Gears of War because it has a cover system, right? You know, hold down A to move from X point to B point, right? Big macho machismo type uh, dialogue going on, things like that. And I wasn't impressed for the first couple of hours. And then the game started to open up and a couple of things became clear to me. One, not a games of service, much more in the vein. Which was good. Yeah, much, much more in the vein of Diablo and I would say borderlands those are probably the best two comparisons i can make and two once the skill tree opened up and i got to see what my character could do it was like oh this is mass effect combat okay i understand this i know how this works <laughs> i can make this work and 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 you know and deep dive and see what it can be right um, and you yeah. know, some of it is really good. <laughs> if we're just being honest here, I think some of it is really, really good stuff, especially for, uh, you know, they're not a small studio, but definitely not a triple a studio. Uh, people can fly is the uh, name of the studio there. They were, they're probably most famous for doing bullet storm back on the Xbox 360. I remember bullet storm. Yeah. yeah which was a solid game. Sean, your, your favorite gears of war. Yeah, uh, Gears of War Judgment. They did that one. That was yes. an amazing title, sir. Yeah, they were owned by Epic for a little while, and then I think it was like 2015 or so. They basically said we're good to move on, and they bought out and got the rights to Bulletstorm. Yes, Sean. I was gonna say that we totally missed that. That was a fun fact brought to us by John himself. Mm -hmm. 
My bad. Fun fact. I just, just want to know. I just want to know if Outriders is a outlier. Huh? <laughs> Ooh, I see what you're doing there. Um, so the story. I will say this: the story is not the high point of this game. You're, you know, it's pretty generic in some I'm regards. Out. Um, the idea is that basically the Earth has had a cataclysmic event, right? And you have this last ship. I can't even remember the name of it that takes off to the stars and they've charred out a planet. Uh, it's called Enoch, right? They go into cryo sleep, wake up years upon years later on this planet. And the outriders are kind of like these mercenary military folks that are designed to be the first landers on the planet and kind of scout it, decide like, yes, this is a good habitable place for everyone that is on our ship set up basic services and all that, and then bring everyone down without really spoiling too much. Of course, everything goes chaotic as soon as you land and your outrider suddenly finds himself not just a soldier, so to speak, but a soldier with heightened powers. Right. Right. Uh, And Um, he's in a chaotic environment and I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say, then time moves on. And when we come back, the world that maybe we first experienced when we landed is very different, very dark, depressing. Uh, and it's kind of this journey. If we're going into the story, it's a journey to basically say, can we set up a place where humanity has a place to survive, to thrive again? Right. And maybe not completely just become extinct because that's where they are at this point. Um, were the two ships, were one of them named the Caravel or the other named the Flores? The Flores is the one you're on. We won't okay. talk about the Caravel, Sean. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna, <laughs> I just I looked for ship names and I found those two. Yeah, and yeah. you had mentioned that one, yeah, of one your ships of the, had a name. One of the guys that's on your crew. So it's not the Normandy. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the guys who was on your crew served at one point on the Caravel or Caravan, whatever it's called. I, I don't know. It's all, I mean, like, it works okay at some points. I think it, it, it's it's an okay story uh, because for one, unlike say Destiny itself, like you remember this, Sean, like Destiny when it came out, especially took itself very seriously, right? And like, oh yeah, Peter Dinklage, of course, personally gets like really criticized now because he was basically the as as your ghost, the exposition yeah. dump guy, you know, that was consistently just feeding yeah. you about the series. But you're the you're the guardian. You had yeah. to like you know do things that's a serious job yeah yeah you're you're the guardian in destiny this on the other hand is you know it does mix in where especially if you like you know uh, john i would say you enjoy this like it's got that you know stallone action movie type moments of humor and and it's dialogue you know gears of war even at times right at other times it gets very serious and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. But I wouldn't say the voice acting or anything else is going to be what overwhelms you or is driving you to play this, right? This is first and foremost a loot game. That's what you're here for. You're here for fun combat and you're here to see if this has got interesting builds to make for the different types of characters you can create, right? That make you feel powerful and just find ways to dominate the enemies and the waves that they're sending at you. And for the most part, especially as a single player game, I would say it works. Like 
especially like, you know, it's not top tier ever, but man, when you're out there, especially by yourself, it's a game where you can feel like a God at times. Um, you know, I played as a devastator. I kind of chose that class because again, as I said, when I came into this, I thought this was going to be a games of service and the devastator is the tank class. So what I was finding or my, my mindset, I should say was, let me pick the tank class because people hate playing tanks and they're going to need one. And that way, when I have to go do end game stuff, I can match up very quickly. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You said you did bring up that it's a single player game. Yeah. And I, I immediately thought of when one of our friends kind of brought it up to you, they were like, wait, 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 this is not like an MMORPG. This nope. isn't, uh, this isn't multiplayer at all. No. And you quickly were like, no, it's not. Did you know? I, I didn't pay any attention to this game. Did you know it was single player only? I didn't. I guess they, you know, they came out a little bit before launch and, and clarified it wasn't. Yeah. But I don't think anyone ever bought that idea. Right. Wait a minute. It, it's not single player only, is it? You can do single player only and everything. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, mm. that leaves the impression that it's only single player. I, I'm sorry. It's up to three, right? Yeah, you can play with up to three, but I guess what I'm trying to say, John, is like when you play Destiny, when you go into especially like the dungeons and all that, there's just no way you can do those by yourself. You're going to mm. have to partner up with two or three people. I am doing Endgame right now. And 90% of the time I am playing just by myself, just like, you know, kind of like how you could do with Diablo. Like I could invite you and Sean and we can increase how hard it is right together and get more loot from it. But at the same time, (laughs) if you and Sean aren't on, I don't have to go partner up with random people unless I feel like it. Right. Right. It sounds like it's, um, it sounds like it's more akin, 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 akin to division two, as opposed to destiny. Because Division fair. 2 is very single-player friendly. I mean, yes. if you want to do single-player, you are good to go. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you really have to do to... That that game's not going to change on you. There's not certain places you can't go just because you, you fly solo. That's fair. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed that. Uh, the other thing I really enjoyed with this is how it approaches difficulty, right? So you have two leveling systems that are consistently going as you're going through the campaign. One, of course, is your character level, right? Obviously, the more you level up, the better right. gear you get, the better stats it has, right? You unlock additional abilities that you can put onto your uh, your character. So, like, I think the first ones lock at about level, unlock at level three, and they go all the way to level 22. Max cap for your character is 30. And, like, for my character, the Devastator, it went from being able to do things like send shock waves through the ground that would disrupt the enemy and do damage. I could, uh, raise spikes from the ground that would impale people. Like literally you would see enemies, like the spike would come up and they would just be hanging off of it for about 10 seconds. Nice. Uh, <laughs> if you kill them, um, there's a ability where I go up in the air and I can slam down and do like a big, just gravity bomb type thing. Uh, others where, my body is consistently pushing out tremors, ground tremors around me and just doing seismic shock on anyone that's like in close range of me. Uh, and another one where like you encase your enemies in, in just ground and do damage as it's crushing them and stuff like that, though. I didn't really use that one that much. Um, so, you know, 
obviously there's other classes. I haven't really touched those like Technomancer, Pyromancer, like where I've seen it like where Technomancer, I think is the one where uh, you're just throwing out like drones as you can just that go in close and are doing immense damage while you can sit back with like a sniper rifle and just go bam, bam. Right. Uh, Versus like the Pyromancer kind of like a little bit of a mage type class where you just see these huge things of fire igniting all the enemies around you. It's, it's pretty cool to watch at times. Right. Uh, as far as when all the powers are synergizing, you just see waves of enemies dying in front of you. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you haven't talked about it yet, and I don't want this question to get lost. So mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about it, you can kind of pocket it. Um, I assume there is some some travel involved going to different, if not planets, zones. I was already thinking that. Yeah. So yeah. I'll leave that there. But the question coming in, and what's up to TZ Bone in our Twitch chat? Uh, do you get to control the ship at all no. when and if you do interplanetary travel? No. Basically, the idea is everyone is stuck on this planet. Right. Like, yeah, even if they want to go somewhere, there's no way for them to get off of it. Right. They are trapped where they are. And that's kind of like we are in ER. That's kind of like one of those things that is driving (laughs) you in this game without saying too much. Um, But the other leveling system that I think is more interesting, what I like, right, is at least for the campaign, it kind of becomes useless once you get to end game, uh, even though I did end up maxing it out, is the uh, world tier system. Right. You start at world tier one. As long as you don't die, whatever enemies you beat, you bank that goes and upgrades your world tier. Right. And you can it's it's set by auto default that whenever you complete the XP for a world tier, it increases and that increases the difficulty of the enemy. And it also increases how high you can level your gear on top of what your character can do base wise. Right. All the way up to 15. And I mean, it is at times, uh, especially once you start getting up, like when I was getting in late game and I was in like the world tier nine, 10, I think I finished the game at world tier 13. There are times where when that thing levels and you just all of a sudden go into a boss fight, you suddenly feel very, very spongy. You know, you can get wrecked very fast when the world tier goes up if you haven't leveled up your gear yet. Right. But it's fun because it's consistently making a harder challenge. And I would say the thing that is awesome about it is that it's also very forgiving. It's never like you could be in a boss fight and be getting your butt whooped. And, you know, like you're just looking at your ammo like I am shooting everything at these guys right now. Right. I am. I'm blasting them with everything. And both of my guns are almost out of ammo because it's just doing nothing to them at this level. Um, and that's how you showed me that you're, you showed me one day Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a boss you were fighting or just a random monster Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, it was like a hunt. I remember at first it was a hunt. That's what that was. And yeah, I I could see, I could confirm what you said. If you made a few mistakes, you didn't initially die, but it kind of put you in a, in a tough spot for the rest of the fight. Yeah. You needed to kind of regain your composure, Mm -hmm. but I eventually watched you take that hunt out and you beat it. Yeah. Um, and I, I've so. had those moments, but I've also had moments like where, especially it was like 11 o'clock at night and I just went up to like, I think it was like world tier 11 at the time. And I'm in what is a boss fight for that area of the game. And I'm getting wrecked. Right. And I can feel I'm getting wrecked at some point. 
during mid fight, I just said, screw it. And I went into the options and turned the world tier back down to 10 for that fight. And I finished it out fine after that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I liked about it, it, it's still, it, it still definitely was not easy mode, John. <laughs> it was just normal mode at that point. Yeah, more like normal. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but what I like about it is that if you ever do feel like you're overly challenged out of your element, Donnie, so to speak, um, you can drop it down, finish it, then turn around, raise the level back up, go to kind of lesser enemies, right? Farm them out, get the resource, have the random loot drops that happen at the higher level, equip them to your character. And all of a sudden about like when you see the progress bar for that world tier about halfway, you all of a sudden start to feel like a God again. And you feel like, okay, I've done the work. And the next time the boss battle comes up at that world tier, you're ready to confront it. You're ready to take funny? it head on. And it, it it's just a good rewarding system because you can go the opposite way where if someone, and there's a lot of players that did this because they just wanted to get to the end game. I didn't do that. I did everything pretty much in this game that you could do prior to getting to end game. And I got reward for it. I was really happy about it. Um, but like, if you want to just put it down to world tier three after you've gotten up a while, right. And you have <laughs> nice, nice gear. You can, do that and be a god if that's what you want to do, right? Kind of well, like, and and that's the thing, man. I I don't know if it's my age mm-hmm. or or if it's just that I've started to appreciate it more. But when you when you have the ability in any game you play to have god, like you said, god mode, godlike powers, I can run through any game I play, and if I'm overgeared, I have the time of my life now. Yes. Um, I don't know why or why when that officially changed, but um, it. <laughs> I'm laughing at Walter Actual now. Says, "Gotta love the grind." Hmm. That was uh, Let me ask you a quick question. Um, let's see if any of these games uh, kind of let you kind of re- recenter, refocus your thoughts. Uh, TZ Bone follows up and says they were picturing more of a Ratchet and Clank game at first. Nah. I, I think, but now it seems it's more like a Kill Zone type game. Maybe do any of those games. More like a kill zone. I would actually say to me, take first, say Gears of War, but take away the weight of your character. For John, I would say, imagine Doom, because honestly, the false illusion in this game is that it's a cover based shooter. It's really not. Like you can have those moments to just kind of rest and and get your surroundings right try to see where the enemies are. Um, But really the game rewards you for running in and killing things because that's a lot of where your health comes back. Right. It has that kind of mechanic. So imagine like a third person, a little bit thing like where I I get excited when I see a wave of base level mobs surrounded by some elites. Cause I'm like, especially if I'm low health, I'll do my gravity bomb thing where I go up in the sky and I'm like, I'm about to mess these mothers up and just, go down, watch my health spike up because they just all died from my bomb. And then I just start laying into those legendaries and, you know, wear them down very quickly because the, you know, the army has been cleared. So to speak. Dude, I um, love laying, laying it down on a legendary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, John, we, John, we got a, uh, let's go. John Rambo shot out in the chat. That's what's up. He would do it. Yeah. Too. Um, Dude, I got to say, Chris, I, you got energy about this review. I don't know if it's the uh, the Blues Pale Ale. What's it called again? 
Dale's Pale Ale. From Dale's Oscar Pale Ale, or if it's the fact that you like the game, both. I don't know. Uh, but I got to tell you, man, watching you play what I watched for that brief moment, that game looked like those action moments will give you that feeling like you just described. Like if you walk up to it, you know the setup, you kind of have some experience on what you're about to get into. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, you got me kind of, you know, feeling the vibe on it a little bit, man. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, I feel like I've gone through the good. Um. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no. This is when he says, hey, Sean, uh, you're what, not going to want this game. Well, I, I do have a question regarding Go for it. one thing before you move on to the negative or n- the not so great. We'll just say, how's the shooting? It feels very yeah, good. Does it feel good? It feels good. And is it, it is the gears good. good or division? Yeah. I mean, I feel the guns definitely feel different. Like you can tell the difference. Like my character primarily is around shotguns and submachine guns, but I would use assault rifles, right? Yeah. And it was definitely fun in the sense that I never felt found for not like if there was a version of submachine or whatever that I wasn't liking, there was probably a different version. Like maybe that was kind mm-hmm. of a a quick short burst or, you know, any mm-hmm. type of thing like that. It it, it would feel right. Right. Like when I would find the right guns, I'd be like, this is the one we're going to stick with this. We're going to level this up for a while until we find something similar that's higher level and gives us that. And the other thing that's good, and I give it a lot of credit, it has a really deep mod system to it where as you acquire all this loot and you're breaking down the stuff that you're not using, right, Um, you're acquiring all these mods that you can easily place on both your gear and your weapons that will kind of help you with your whatever game style you're going for. Right. Right. So if you're, if you're wanting to be up close, you can pretty much mod all your gear to do that versus like me, I was mainly focused on the abilities. So everything I was trying to do was kind of set up that, right? Like my dude is not so much about just shooting everything. He's about coming in, spraying you with some bullets using his powers to put bleed effects on you, then spiking you from the ground, right? And then pumping a different gun into you that does way more damage on people who have bleed effects. And it works perfectly for me, right? Makes me feel like a god in the end game. Uh, And that's the kind of stuff I love about it is that as you go further, you like, and you get all those mods, it's you never feel like you're in a position because of gear or guns that you can't set up a, uh, set up a, a build that works to how you want to experience this game. But John, yeah, there, I mean, bullet storm had great gunplay too. It's probably the only one besides gears. That was a third person shooter. I would say on the 360 that I thought could actually, you know, walk in the same ballpark. At times. Uh, can you confirm play. what system you played this on? Uh, John was talking in the chat trying to, I think he says Series X. Is that yes. correct? Series X. Uh, and and I have to say, the main reason I played this game, definitely Games Pass. This is a huge success for Games Pass because it's huge. it's not something I think I would have bought on day one. Huge. Right? right. Especially what I, my perceived uh, notions of what the game was uh, before learning what it actually is. Right. 
I, I yeah. don't think I would have rushed out to spend $60. And to be fair, I don't know if, I think it's a personal choice right now if you should rush out because there are, you know, there are compromises in this game, you know, as far as while the combat and the mod systems, and even to some extent, the gear itself is really good. And you brought up the maps early, Sean. Um, I, I remember this <laughs> getting back yeah. to it. I, I, you brought up, I yeah. was like, we're going to put that over here. Yeah. I told you to pocket, it, you know, and you didn't forget it. Yeah. Yeah. The map system is atrocious. That's, the best Ooh, i can say it is that's strong that's yeah it is bad like the mini map does a terrible yeah. job of giving you an oh, idea God. of oh, what God. is around you oh, and where it is right? right um because there's not even like indicators of what is north west east or south on there you don't you just have like a it's it, is it's it a at, circle it's at best like the machine from alien where you're trying to detect the alien of like where is the thing coming from the red dot, oh. right? You know, that's about it. Um, the other thing is like when you actually go into the mini map, <laughs> your, your player on there doesn't just like, if I take three steps to the left, I can't see that automatically on the mini map. You have to move a certain point before it will update your location on there. And the problem is it's kind of like, um, I, the levels themselves feel like something more like last gen, even 360 era where, you know, it's not a huge open world, right? It's not even say like how dragon age open areas are. It's kind of like guided paths that have central hubs that lead off to main quest. And then maybe one or two side quests that you do throughout the level. Right. And then you travel back to your base and go to the next place. Um, uh, that's a good and, question, Nacho. Is it as bad as the Fallen Order map? I would actually say the Fallen Order map is better because at least it updates your location in real time, uh, from what I recall. Um, now, I pulled, when you were talking like about the, it, I pulled up an image of it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not making fun of you at all. No. <laughs> Let me set that up first and foremost, bro. But I don't think I would need to know Northwest, East. Sound? No, you do because you have these points where you're trying to find these side quests. And okay, I think their idea is how they were going to get around this is that mm -hmm. there's a ping system that kind of like you set quest, right? And mm -hmm. you press up on your D pad and a little line. It's yeah. actually cool when it works, right? It's really cool. A little line comes out from you and starts tracing through the world and guides you to wherever the next part of that quest is, right? In theory, that works great. In theory, it works great. <laughs> but what you start to figure out is that there are just certain points in this game where, one, the map doesn't update routinely, as I said, as you move. And two, this guide system doesn't always know exactly where it's going. And when you have those moments, it's literally then, all right, let me go and explore this whole entire area until I actually find the thing I'm looking for. And that is where it gets frustrating. Uh, I had a couple of moments in this game where I was looking for hunts and I can't even ping them uh, at this point because I haven't accepted the quest. I have to actually get to the quest location to start that right where I can track it even. Um, and it, it would take me about 10 minutes just, just wandering around be like, wait, Am I going the right way? Is this the right way? Or is it that way? I think, okay, the flag, the spawn point is right here. 
Maybe if I go this way, no, there's enemies. Okay, now I got to deal with these enemies. Let's get that cleared. Now I think I'm wandering this somewhere else. Yep, I'm in a different section of the map than where this quest is. Okay, now I got to go back. Let's figure this out. Okay, oh, I found the quest. Let me go into the, okay, got into the area. All right, we're going through the area using the guide thing. It says to go that way. I go that way. Wait a minute. There's nothing here. It's turned me around in a circle. It doesn't know what that way actually is to the boss that I'm looking for. And you right. just get frustrated. Like that's the moments like where I want to go bang my head against the wall where it's not, you know, the gameplay that's holding me back in any turn. It's the, you know, I'm just trying to play the game and it's getting in its own way. Maybe um, you should just have a better sense of direction. <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought I had a good sense of direction until until I played this game. But, uh, you uh, know, and I look, I, I checked. Uh, I played this game mm-hmm. a little bit with Platt. Uh, friend of the show, Justice Platt. Who? Yeah, we played. We we played a good little bit together, and he he <laughs> agreed. He's like, we're other. we're in agreement on a lot of the negatives of this. Like, and I think the biggest gripe we have is the map system it is atrocious. How's uh, the fast travel? Fast travel is all right. Um, the worst okay, part. John's in. The, the worst <laughs> part of travel in this game is when you go between the zones. If you want to know that this game is an intergenerational title. Right where it's on, oh what three sixty? That means it's on multiple platforms. Yes, you have it on three sixty or not three sixty, but Xbox One and PS Four, and then you also have on these new consoles. Right. I just thought we called that multi console, guys. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm Um, dumb. When you go between parts of zones, they all of a sudden instead of you just like say, sometimes you'll just like if there's rock debris in front of you that signals the next zone you'll just do like a push move and force blast right everything moves out of your way and you continue on your way then there are other parts where we have to have a cut scene where you know like there's a bridge that's out and we have to have a cut scene of my guy jumping over the bridge not in game and engine but like like fade to back to black show me jump over the bridge fade to black go back into the game Maybe every now and then there's a load screen too, which of course on the Series X is like maybe one or two seconds, but I'm guessing it's probably longer in the old consoles. And that's where you're like, ah, okay, this is where the sacrifice for this game to work made, right? Like we, they had to dial certain things back, probably mainly because this has to run on last gen, you know? And that's where- I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Those are the parts where you're like, this is where this feels dated um i don't like that at all <laughs> sean said i do not like that not I, one bit. I, i'm against that <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> senator <laughs> yeah sir um bueno, sir then we get to the online part of course there were a lot of headaches at launch um you know and, and I went into it expecting it. Like, I don't know why people are surprised by this. Yeah. You have an online only game. Your first two or three days are going to be hectic. And everyone's like, why don't they fix it before there? I'm like, it's impossible. It's 2021. I- I'm sorry. People need to be realistic. It is impossible to know how your engine is going to react for a new game. That is, ne- you know, not like Call of Duty or Madden, but like, you know, something that was created in a vacuum over a course of three or four years. And that's it. Right. It's impossible to know how that's going to react in with, say, six million people all of a sudden on the servers 
until right, you right. can actually have six million people on the servers playing the game. Yeah, you can't. You cannot duplicate that. No, you, know what I'm saying? you can do your best to prepare for it, but that's about <laughs> it. Nacho says, "Just buy more servers, Papega." I mean, that's <laughs> that's what's up. That is John Papega is Twitch language. Okay, uh, anyone listening, you can find us on Twitch once again. Just like uh, we're hanging out right now. You're missing what out. It, what does it mean? Well, we're gonna let Nacho answer that because he likes to answer those things. He is go. our Twitch lore guy, officially, along with moderator of this channel. Uh, so there's that. When you, I'll say, like, once it stabilized by Sunday, I haven't had, like, many moments where all of a sudden the servers just went down and they were down for three or four hours that I recall, like, after that. Right. right? About yeah, Sunday you, afternoon. I, I would have heard that by now from yeah. you hanging out with you every day, uh, and you haven't mentioned that at all. Yeah, I think so that's good. The problems with the online that I've experienced, and maybe it's just me, but I mean, for reference here, I'm while I'm definitely not as fast as uh, Sean John's internet at this point, I'm still getting 100 MIPS down. I don't have, you know, anyone else in my household unless Penny's streaming 4K and I just don't know it. She's got her own Twitch channel that we're just unaware of. Uh, Talk Twitch. But you know, unless that's happening... I mean, like right. my internet is pretty solid as far as for gaming is concerned, right? Um, whenever I would try to just randomly join parties, like you know, you can go from the menu system and say, "Hey, do you want to do the campaign or do you want to do the end game?" Once you've unlocked that, right? I would always do end game, and then I would say it was about one five shot that I'd actually connect to the person for the game they've identified, and once I would get in there man there was consistent lag like where i would hit a button and then four or five seconds after that we'd actually see the results of my action on the screen and that is a frustrating thing when you get to these higher tier difficulties because it's it's about equivalent of the torment system in diablo right you're going higher and higher difficulty because you're getting better and better gear more and more Mm -hmm. mobs they take more damage right but the reward, of course, is the higher you go, the more legendary loot you receive. Any um, treasure goblins? No treasure goblins yet, no. I, I wish there was a cow god, too, but I have not seen one. Yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, you well, know, like, yeah, that's that's the frustrating point. And it's it's gotten me to where outside of when I'm honestly going for a new tier where I know I could benefit. Um, from being in a three-party raid, right, so to speak, uh, or Platts online, and he just wants to run something, I found yeah. myself just soloing this. Um, the other thing I would say is that, so the way the, the end game works is that you're doing these things called expeditions. I think there's a total of 12 besides the actual final, final boss fight, which is a separate entity from my understanding. Um, you start out like tier one if you just barely beat the campaign or you're like myself. When I started, because of, I think my world level and everything, I started at expedition level five. Every time you beat one of the expeditions at either the gold to bronze level, you unlock the next tier, which increases your level cap. And as you grind through those, you get bare and bare gear, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, the expeditions differ from kind of just doing things like military type more missions as far as other ones where you're 
progressing through areas mainly populated by monsters and such. I find the problem with the expeditions as far as they're set up right now, as opposed to something like Diablo. Diablo is great because the end game is randomly generated, right? I did not know that. Yeah. And it's like, for the most part, it's about five to 10 minute experience every single time. It never feels like that experience drags, but you never know what you're going to get, right? Different types of enemies that can do different types of harm. It's interesting. Flip side, something like Borderlands is a lot of the end game is going, okay, I need this legendary weapon. I know this boss drops it. I will go in here and dominate this boss for 30 times, you know, over the course of an hour to wait for that drop. Right. And the good right. thing that happens is that the fight is only three or four minutes long. I get a ton of loot that I can break down or sell for resource. Right. And then right. eventually I get my legendary and I'm like, yes, okay, now we can up the difficulty and go on to the next thing. Right. As far as the end game is concerned And this, the expeditions, even though there are 12 of them, as I said, only four are available at one time. It's randomly generated one time. Yeah. And and the good thing is you can exit out back to the lobby and reload in, which for next gen really isn't a problem. But my worry would be more so for last gen users, because I would imagine yeah. that load in isn't like five seconds, but probably like half a minute to a minute. So you're kind of stuck with what you got. And honestly, terrible. there are much better expeditions than others. Uh, my favorite so far has been the chemical plant because it takes only about 10 minutes. It's pretty much just beat the enemies in front of you and move forward. But you have a bunch of others that they're like centered around powering up an op obelisk. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying I probably am not obelisk. Thank you, John. Um, where like you just kind of have to sit there and take waves of waves of enemies. So like, there's no way to speed up the run. So if it's a 15 minute run, like it's going to, you know, if you're going to get the gold tier, if it like 15 minutes is what the gold tier for rewards is, right. You're yeah. at least going to be in there for 14, just because of the fact that they all have these things where you have to go through at least four waves and it's time-based as opposed, as opposed to just kill the thing in front of you and move forward. Right. Um, so that has been my issue with it is that like, I kind of want to just be able to play the one expedition that I like for grinding because I find it to be the most efficient and rewarding uh, right. versus this where it's like, no, now pick random things. And I look at the four things that are up there. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I have to back out to the lobby, reload the game, hope that one of the two or three that I do like running are on there. If they're not, back out, reload the game, you know, because I'm doing this in the terms of, I want to be efficient. And the other side of it is where I find that as soon as you hit end game with Diablo and even mm -hmm. borderlands, right. The legendaries kind of pour out at least in the early levels at a clip of maybe about one every hour. If you're consistently running, this is until you're getting up to they tight. Uh, yeah. Like I would say, I'm not saying you're not going to get them, but <laughs> if I play from say 8 PM to 11 PM right now, and I'm up to, I am working to unlock or to beat tier 11 of 15 in the right. expedition end game. Right. right? Um, 
I would say that uh, maybe if I play from 8 to 11, I'm going to get at best one legendary in that time, which kind of sucks for those of us, especially that are trying to go out there and get certain drops, maybe not even because we're going to use those weapons or gear, but to get the mods that are on those gear sets to equip to our set so that it works with our build to make us that much powerful and go to the next level, right? Because you're going to hit a wall at some point where you're just going to find until you've unlocked certain things with the build that you're trying to get, you're going to have a hard time going to the higher tiers. Um, and that's where I'm at. So I have like tons upon tons of resource at this point, but I don't have the right gear set. Uh, and I can't get the legendaries to drop that will give me the mods I need. And I have no way to acquire those legendary pieces other than just consistently grinding through and hoping that the 7% chance comes true on this run for me. And I get one. Yeah. Piece. Any gamer out there that knows about RNG, they know about percentage chances. You don't like when you, when you're going to grind something and that chances is, is minuscule. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any other negatives? I don't want to get too hardcore negative because I'm starting to think you don't like the game. <laughs> uh no After i think that illustri- I, you know that start where yeah I, like, it, I might need to play this game i i don't think this is bad like this is like i said this is a game for games pass this is why you should have games pass because it's not a completely terrible game and i also think it's a game that more than likely much like any other looter game right uh diablo or borderlands included here probably you go four or five months from now when things are patched Right. And they've been stabilized and they've kind of looked at and taken the feedback from the community. Right. And said, yeah, this is what they like. This is what they dislike. That's probably when, you know, for a lot of people, this game's all of a sudden in the fall available for 25 bucks. And especially if they decide to put some expansions out and maybe package those in at some point, that might be when you go out there and get this. Right. The good thing for us folks on Games Pass right now is. I don't have to worry about that. I just logged in, downloaded it, you know, and that's it. So that's, that's why I liked it from that sense. Maybe I would be more harsh and negative than I'd been. Um, if you know, I had, I, I don't know if it's $70 on uh next gen s- systems or if it's still 60, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, at the least you're talking about right now, spending 60, uh, you know, John, I think at one point asked me, like, should I buy this game right now? And I was like, I think I would wait if, you know, cause I would, John, I was presuming you were going to buy it on either PS five or your PC and not your Xbox one. I said, it might be worth to just try on. Wait, John's got an Xbox. Oh no. <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. Not a series. My bad, John. Yeah. Well, while I appreciated the fact that I could get it for free on Xbox one. Yeah. I, I wanted to get it on a better, I don't know. I just wanted to, it's a conundrum, you know, I, yeah. I just, do I get it for free on a less performing machine or do I get the Max and PC? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Chris, a couple of questions. I wanted to make sure uh, we, we, we got those. Were the, was there any button recoil? Uh, that was a question that came in, but once I realized you played it on Xbox, it's not the haptic feedback controller, of course. No, yeah. So, so nothing like that. And no. then uh, it started with, um, Let's see. Is this a game that where you are at now? 
Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe you've kind of answered this. Maybe you haven't. Um, if there w- you personally, if there was DLC or expansions, would you come back? I think you so. Your, you think so? Especially if like if if I can still play the core game because it's on Games Pass and it's like just buy the DLC and say the DLC is like fifteen bucks and we're like we're adding X, Y, and Z. We're gonna raise the level cap, right? And especially if a lot of it's stability issues and then maybe patches that will come through as far as um you know, loot, right? And balancing right. all those things to make it feel where people are in a good place. I would. Right. Um for now, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna play it. So, you know, but I can't also say that I didn't get what felt like my time's investments worth, right? Like I had a lot of fun yeah. over the last week and a half or so playing this, especially going through the campaign. Uh, you know, didn't care about the story, but I was just like Okay, this is just a fun scenario. Uh, and there were a couple of good Easter eggs. There's a mission, a side mission that straight up is uh, playing off of the famous movie Doctor Strange Love. Um, and I, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, Was but, that the know. Valentine's release of Doctor Strange? No, no, no. Sean. No. Stanley Cooper. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Clockwork Orange guy. Okay. Yes. Um, now we have heard some negative stuff that you had. Um, was any of that just it, obviously it wasn't? I'm going to go ahead and say it. That wasn't a deal breaker. You kept playing the game. No. I don't think you would have. No. Um, we've heard some good stuff too. Do you think you need to add any more? Are you ready to give us that uh, that Richard buddy? Yeah, let's go for it. Um, yeah, my my heart of hearts. Like if, if you took just the core core basics of the game, I think there's a lot to love. And as someone who loved Mass Effect multiplayer and for mass effect three and then even mass effect single player right as far as the combat i really enjoyed that kind of stuff i had a lot of parts where i was like oh yeah i'm gonna have to play mass effect like legacy or legendary edition because (laughs) i'm getting all the feels right now (laughs) um but there are also parts as i said before that hold it back and you just have to accept those i hope stuff with maybe like the map stuff and you know multiplayer stability issues that that over time can be patched made a little bit stronger so it just doesn't feel quite as um and we and listen we all like a good patch bro. yes yeah you know so i'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt i would say this you have games pass if you like these kinds of things it's definitely worth checking out you're already paying microsoft 14.99 for it or yeah at least 9.99 so nine right so do yourself a favor and go get it for those otherwise i would say maybe hold back and wait see where it's going and then come back and if you see it on sale come check it out but for me i would say uh right now i'm gonna go 775 and this is is like someone when i played the opening hours of it like the first hour because you remember sean the first night it was rough i was like i don't know how much we might have to find a new topic i don't know and probably at that point it felt like six after the first like prologue and everything uh but like the mid campaign i was like this could be an 8.5 you know because i was having a blast i was having a fun time um but that's why i think with a looter game especially you have to really invest some hours to really know where it's going because until you get to that end game you just don't know what it is 
And that's how I felt here where I was like, ah, this is where some shortcomings are, unfortunately. And actually that makes sense. Well said, I think. Yeah. Uh, if you're in chat and you got a question you want to ask Chris real quick before we go on to news, this is your time. Uh, remember, this is exclusive to our twitch.tv weekly games chat. Chat, lurkers included. Anybody's got a question, uh, we should be good. I think they were asking them during your your um, review, which, again, thank you so much for that. John and I appreciate you, I'm sure, even if John doesn't say it. I know he does, uh, for sure. Um, he writes so you yeah. uh, messages at 1 a.m. on uh on the iPhone. He's just like, I appreciate it, Chris. And I'm like, I give it that like button that like the, the big thumbs up. And then you get a message That's right good. back says, don't tell him. Don't. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. I think we're good to go. Um, so if you guys are ready, um, let's, let's inform the masses on video game news. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly games chat presents. The news. News. There's, I don't think there was any peakage. I don't think there was peakage. I think it was clean. Um, you know, it it is what it is. Yeah, we have reached our news segment, brought to you, of course, by our amazing news team, where uh, one John is the head honcho of news, and it's it's funny because he's going to be the head honcho of reading news this week. Um, we just heard about outrider outriders from Chris, and there's already a fix. John, what's up? So here's the fix. But first of all, we need to make sure when we do open up our merchandise store, we're going to yeah. create a t-shirt that says peakage. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. Outriders. I, I, it's funny you say that. I wanted to elicit ideas from the, the fans of the show on things that they want or would possibly like, because that's going down for sure. My face. Right. An audio thing peeking out. You, your two heads right above it at the peak of it. That's, that's gonna t- that's gonna cost a lot of money. We just need the word <laughs> peakage with like high audio signals. Okay, that works too. <laughs> well, that'll be a good fix, and we all like a good fix. But speaking Ooh, of good fix, Outriders has a fix. How many times can I say fix? Outriders has confirmed that crossplay has returned to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, and is fully functional. Unlike me. It has also been reported that work is being done to resolve the inventory wiping. And Sean, we do like a good wipe. We do. The inventory wiping bug (laughs) that is plaguing many players and that a restoration event in the future is set to bring back what was lost. Uh, Crossplay was turned off during a rocky launch due to server issues, as Chris alluded to uh, during his presentation. Exceptional presentation, if I might add. Thank you, sir. I can confirm because I saw it because it puts a little thing on there. It tells you says, Hey, crossplay, AKA I don't know what they're playing on, but it will say this person just joined my game. Right. And he's on crossplay because I had enabled because I wanted to test that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. AF. I have not had the inventory wiping bug, uh, but thoughts and prayers to anyone who has. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Square Enix does a fantastic job at crossplay. They've been doing so since you could play uh, Final Fantasy 11 on the 360, I believe it was. Yeah, and no, PS3. No, uh, PS3. There was one you could play on on Xbox 360. I can't remember that if was it was 11. 14. It was 11 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not 14. They're doing it, of course. They're doing it, of course, with 14 on the PS4 and now PS5. 
And I'm sure that there's another game I'm missing where they have crossplay available. They they seem to know what they're doing. So yay, for sure. And in, in indeed and stuff. Indeed. Uh, um the showcase. Oculus has announced it will be hosting the first Oculus gaming showcase on April 21st. Mm. That will be at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And for you folks on the East Coast, of course, that's 6 p.m. The showcase will feature updates on Pistol Whip, Lone Echo 2, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which I still need to play that game. I heard it's short, and I don't like things that are short. You know what I'm saying? That one's uh, there are also plans to talk about never-before-seen footage from unreleased games and, quote, a few surprises. This comes following the announcement that the Oculus Quest 2 has outsold every other Oculus iteration combined. Hmm. They're getting them into people's hands, Chris, and people are using them. Yeah, it feels like this might be the uh, inflection point, finally, for the uh, mainstream. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking that same thought. Nacho, he says, yay, Facebook buys more of my life. Facebook also um, legit sent me a a message, right? And I was like, what did I do? Oh, my God, is this real? And they were like, you haven't logged on in your Oculus for about a week. It was charging, and I haven't uncharged it. Here's $10 when you get back. Uh, Go buy a game. I don't like the fact that it knows that. Well, it's linked to the account. They can see that activity. I don't either. But did that stop me from spending $10, John? No. <laughs> I have to say, I am interested uh, with this showcase. So Lone Echo was a really popular VR title for the Oculus, right? Like that yeah. was one of those premium content ones, uh, especially in its first like two years that I remember. I never got around to it, but anyone who I know played it has always told me like that is one you should check out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested to know with Lone Echo 2 with mainly because of the fact the success of Oculus Quest will you be able to play that independently without having to have the tether to a PC. That's probably of like all things. Like I imagine Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge will be something that will be direct to Quest related. Uh don't know anything about Pistol Whip so that's speculative. I don't know. I'm presuming, right? But Lone Echo was kind of, from what I recall, it, it was a pretty demanding, like, more major AAA title experience. Uh, so that will be an interesting thing to see, right? Like, because, Sean, I don't know, did you ever buy the uh, link cable or whatever for your yeah, quest? Yeah. I, I haven't used it yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> I spent $80 for nothing. Why? Yay. Why play? Why play Half-Life, Alex? <laughs> Well, you say that you say that. Do mm. you think do you think it could handle it with the cable, really? Yeah, because it's still going to your PC. Meow. Meow. <laughs> meow. Why do you have a problem with this? Meow. You're right, meow. I don't know. Uh Nacho asked me what did I buy uh my ten spend my ten dollars on. It was I rebought a uh Darth Vader game in VR, one of the episodes, because I wanted to see if he looked better than the PSVR. <laughs> I'm in the uh Mike three four seven nine waves. What's up, Mike three four seven nine? Um, yeah, if I that's a good that's a good idea. If I leave it for a week and get ten bucks, what if I leave it for a month? Mm. I okay. could come back with a fortune. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Chris, getting back to that cable and and the and the VR stuff. Uh, I you know what? I need to get Half Life Alex and play it in VR to give you a report 
and to see how good that cable works, really. Because you you don't you oft don't mayhap pray. What I just said words they made no sense. You don't rarely tell me to play a game in VR. Wait, yeah. is that is that is that just grammar just correct? make sure before you do it, come to me. We'll sit down and I will run you through the history of Half Life so you can just come into this thing and be like, okay, Sean. John, let me tell John you just, what's happening. I go, I asked the question, Chris. My eyes go straight to John, and he just gives me the the nod. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Pray me this. Mayhap you play a game with the VR origin, and you heard me say that a minute ago. And if you, I, I hate to do this, but I've played so much of Final Fantasy fourteen lately, and that's how they talk. Oh my god! And we'll, I'll, I'll run a, a dungeon, guys, and that's the kind of stuff we'll start spamming in chat. It's funny, it's funny. Uh, but Chris, will you tell people why they need to get their hard drives ready? Well, Sean. If you are one of the few people that actually has a PS5 right now, I can tell yeah. you that the first major system update for the system is out now for all regions. The update brings enhancements enhanced, uh, to storage, social features, and more personalized options. The most important and the, only, or the one many early adopters have been clamoring for is the ability to store your PS5 games on an external hard drive. That's nice. Uh, in addition, you can share gameplay across PS5 and PS4 consoles with your share play. You can access a new trophy setting and stats screen. It's important to note that this is only a storage solution for the PS5 games. Uh, and they can still, at this point, only be played on the internal SSD. I think there's like, what right john like they haven't like enabled where you can put the m.2 expansion in yet still right yeah but they say they're <laughs> it's coming Wait. they're saying it's coming right that's Maybe. what she said oh uh <laughs> i think the most important thing while john thinks about that walter brings up we all love hard drive enhancements let's be honest <laughs> Me, I, a lot I of people call me that. a hard drive enhancement. Wait, what? <laughs> um, um, that, so this, I, have a, I have a question about this. Um, yeah. Actually, it's not a question about this specifically, but it reminded me of it. So let's say that I'm that I want to take advantage of the enhancements to Ratchet and Clank, the 60 frames, the 4K. Do I have to make sure that the game is installed on the SSD? Yes. Yes. It won't. I don't think it will currently. Play. The only way you can play a game is if it's on the SSD. But with this with this update. You can now hook up your old hard drives that are just for storage, so you can move them back and forth. No, and mm. well, before that, you could always play yes. the PlayStation. They actually game played better. They actually played better on those external hard drives because the hard drive itself was a better hard drive than what was in the original PS4. Correct. Well, Fun fact. My, my, my point is, I'm not. I couldn't get a clear answer on the internet webs of whether I specifically needed to have the game on the SSD internal drive in order to take advantage of the 60 frame 4k upgrade you know what john i'm peaked i'm tempted to go take my external hard drive hook it up to my ps5 and i could let you know because i have ratchet downloaded and i could just move it over there and and test it out yeah for you, you you could probably tell more than i could because i started it on the external and i'm like well i i don't know i can't really tell mm -hmm. because my bad man can i you know, i was just answering questions you weren't asking 
Can I say though, for me personally, I don't know about how you guys actually feel about the things in this update. I look at it, you know, I get it from a storage standpoint. That's a great thing. I'm a little disappointed because like, I don't know how you guys are. I like to play sometimes over here when Sean, I'm talking to you because I want to hang out with you guys in discord, right? I have a 1440p monitor and I figured That's with this, wanted. yeah, like yeah. with this update, I thought we would finally get the ability to play something in 1440p. Like, I don't understand why that is a problem at this point. Are we sure it, that that update has not been? I have know, not seen it anywhere. This is a very specific update that is true to my heart. That you, When you buy the console, you can hook up your HDMI cable, run it in glorious 4K. Yeah. You can hook it to a, any TV that's 1080p, classic hard, uh, high definition. Any monitor that's either one of those two, it works on. But if you're like many of us who got a 2K monitor, a.k.a. 1440p, the PlayStation 5 will not run at 1440p. No. You have to put it in 1080. You have to put it in 1080. Yeah. And that blows, especially when you see the difference. Um, I mean, you know. I think there's that. There are certain things as far as how the system operates, like the fact that I can't hold down the PlayStation button. And this is getting way technical, but like, and, and like hold that button down and just pull up the power menu to put in rest like things like that. That's what I want to see improved as far as efficiency. Um, I don't really care, care about trophy settings in a stat screen that doesn't do anything for me. Like that would be something after you get like core concepts fixed that I would want to see maybe enhanced. Right. And that's where I feel like they're at with their UI. Yeah, I mean, the, the my favorite part of this update was that storage solution. Sure. Great. Um, I don't care about social features because I've never used my PlayStation. Well, it has been a Twitch machine and it has been a uh, Netflix machine. Um, that's not social, I don't think. Uh, and I don't care about over-personalizing it. I like when I can get my own personal background. That was I cut my PS4 on the other day to get ready for my trip and my old classic uh, background came on with the music that played with it. Yeah. I, like, I miss, I miss that, that right yeah. there. Um, but yeah, the big update I want to see is no matter what monitor you have, the PS five should be able to hook into it, run it natively at whatever that monitor is. Exactly. Uh, and, and we should have the storage enhancement feature because people want to use hard drive. Nobody wants to run out and buy the $7,000 little SSDs that you get for the Xbox or PlayStation right now. Um, so yeah. Well, hold on a second. I mean, three weeks ago, there's this headline odd world soul storm on PS five runs at 1440 P 60 frames per second. Yeah. It so probably scales out. Yeah. But you can't that, like just take your display and dynamically put it like if you have a 1440 P display, you can't set your PlayStation by default to say, okay, scale to just 1440p resolution you have to do 1080p at that point it it sucks and like i said if if you're that person you feel the pain mm-hmm. it, i mean 1080p looks good john it does at one point that was the standard sure uh but it's kind of not i mean it's it's better than like 720 way better <laughs> you know i uh, so i mean i'm not gonna overly complain that i'm running games in hd but I kind of want to see it in at least 2K or, you know, have the option that it's at least not have it not available. 
if yeah. that makes sense. I agree. Um, Chris, um, too big to fail, dude. John, sorry. Yeah, I was about to say. That's not Chris me. was like, Sean, this is not me. This is not me. This is not me. I Danger, hear your voice, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> Bail. Eject. So, reportedly, uh-huh. Sony Studios is working on a remake of The Last of Us. And Sony Bend is beginning to work on a new game after an unsuccessful 2019 pitch to make Days Gone 2. Now, according to Bloomberg report, there is a dissatisfaction among Sony's lesser-known studios. Sources claim that Michael Moombauer, the founder of Visual Arts Services Group, started a Last of Us remake codenamed T1X. He assembled a 30-person team for the project, and the project was later deemed too expensive, and the team was moved over to assist with further development of The Last of Us Part Two. Once The Last of Us 2 was complete, Sony moved multiple Naughty Dog devs into the T1X project, uh, making the project ostensibly a Naughty Dog project. Um, a Naughty Dog joint, if you will. <laughs> Moonbauer and other original developers have now left the company, but development on the remake is apparently continuing. All this points to a concern that Sony only cares about big blockbuster hits these days with many in-games media showing concern that this be- that this comes at the expense of riskier, more inventive projects. Decisions like the one to move Bend away from a Days Gone sequel caused many at the studio uh, to vacate. I do know, I, I, I swear to God, I read this this week, whether it was Moonbauer or mm-hmm. somebody else on the Days Gone studio team um, who had since left the company um, denied many aspects of this report hmm. to suggest that there was some sort of um, dissatisfaction, at least from Sony Ben's standpoint, that they weren't allowed to work on uh, Days Gone 2. Well, th- what they were going for with Days Gone 2 was, from what I understand, was a was sort of a multiplayer open world zombie killing sim, at least part of it, at least an aspect of it, which could have been cool, could have been a step back, who knows. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I just wonder if, if, if our media just sort of invents issues that they think should be issues that aren't necessarily issues here. I mean, it, it's, it's a strange thing to suggest that Sony should be concerned with riskier things. I, I don't know why someone would think that per se. Um, they're making the games that are going to sell the games, which is kind of what a business does. Um, but you know, that's just, that's just me. I mean, you, on one side, you've got odd world that's, that's out there. You're, you're, you're releasing these little, what was that little demo for the PlayStation five? You got bug snacks. You've got all these different games that I feel like are being overlooked for the purpose of a narrative, but that's just me. I, 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 I don't see an issue here. I, I will don't. say I didn't dive into the article when I read about the big article, the headline, I think, on IGN. Did you get the news late? No, no. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> this was when it was happening. I didn't. Yeah. I read to the effect of Sony only cares about blockbusters. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay. Like, that was my train of thought. I was like, what's the problem? That's kind of what you just said. Like, what's well, what's, what's the game coming out? Um <laughs> forget. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. I mean, what are you oh, that's guys not talking there. about? 
Well, it's it, it's not them, and but it's, it's, it's an exclusive. exclusive. It's not an exclusive. Supply. No, it's on PC. All right. Yeah. But well, why I, do we care what Sony's doing? I mean, I, I that's where at, I'm at. I'm like, kind of like with John, like, who cares? I think the thing that created a major issue with as far as the media and, and then more so not so much the media. I, I more so saw it on social network blowing up, like not just media folks, but like just everyone was commenting on this, which is the previous week you had PlayStation shutting down a lot of Japan studios and smaller projects, right? Like the studios that did gravity rush and things like that, moving away with that saying they're not focused on Japanese games. And then you have this report, which comes in and says we're focused on blockbusters. And therefore, because we're focused on blockbusters, days gone two didn't hit X number, right? Therefore we don't want a green light days gone two because we don't feel like it's a huge blockbuster. And for those who go back and you look at your history, Xbox kind of got in this rut too. If you look at it and you say towards the end of the 360 generation, they were like Forza, Gears of War, Halo. These make the money, you know, Fable, we'll figure out. We end up saying no to that. We canceled that. There was a lot of smaller things that like things like, you know, that uh, Rare had worked on that they just kind of cast aside and said, let's not build out that. And all of a sudden they found themselves in a really bad situation. I think the fear that is going on right here is that you're looking at and you're going, Naughty Dog has Uncharted and, you know, uh, Last of Us, right? Sony Santa Monica has God of War. And, you know, now uh, Gorilla has Horizon. Mm -hmm. Insomniac has Spider-Man. What if all of a sudden we look at Ratchet and Clank numbers when that comes out for Insomniac here later this year and we go, well, that doesn't hit. Now all of a sudden Insomniac just becomes exclusive Spider-Man studio because that's what makes the numbers. That's the fear that's out there. Now, get good. I, I would say this, like what if you it could, don't hit, why do you? Because you well, could argue we, the way that PlayStation three and then going into PlayStation four found their ways into people's hearts was kind of what Xbox is doing. Now they cast a wide net. They went out there and like I said, they made little big plant. They took risk on that. They invested in studios doing uh, what's the folks to do like heavy rain and all that kind of stuff. You know, they went to smaller things like House Marquee, which made Resogun, which sure wasn't the biggest seller. It, like dude. that was their Ooh. idea was, hey, we want all the types of games out here so that you'll come and play. The fear, I think, right now within Sony hardcore fans is that they're going, are they abandoning what kind of brought them back to where they're the dominant king again. I'm not ready to say that they're like, because of this, that they're going to fall off a cliff or, you know, go right. everywhere. But that's where I'm at. I'm like, dude. But if, if, if the idea is that you're chasing this idea of kind of similar to what Disney does, which is 90%, it's about what is the big ticket issue that brings in the box office. It's kind of been shown in gaming. It limits you. It, it, it cheats you out on what is the next big thing. I I look at EA. EA did this for a decade, chasing what they thought was the next big thing from, or I, I not the next big thing, I'm sorry. Uh, what was like an established franchise and therefore was going to bring them bank guaranteed goal, right? 
Battlefield 5 will do it. Burnout will do it. Mass Effect and all the folks at Bioware will do it. And they got away from really looking at new ideas. And I would say the funny thing about EA is the best thing they've probably done in the last three years is to go, Hazel Light Studios is doing cool new games. They're not huge. They're not predominant. They're not AAA studio. And yet I would say two of the best games EA has published in that period have been a way out and now it takes two. And that Dude, is the fear that they're missing out on right now. Uh, but we're 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 creating a a an issue that's non-existent. I think I I could care less about what they're doing. I don't. I I am not in the rooms when Sony are, are planning their moves. Mm-hmm. I don't see an issue at all about focusing on big games. They're not going to forget the little games because they got the little companies and and devs and studios you talked about. I. Like I don't under I am so disconnected on why this well, matters. It's not even funny. Someone like even in the article, Jason Schreier mentions they put out Dreams last year. Dreams had the potential, and like it got praised by a lot of people throughout who look at technical aspects as far as <laughs> building things. And I have to say, from my time looking, I was like, I saw a lot of diverse things. They could have built that into something like Roblox. They could have done that. That was Why are the we getting onto them about what they could have done? Because you look Disney at Disney could have kept the little game John and I liked. They well, didn't. We, would, we complained about it for a minute. And we moved on. I would argue well, to well, them well, is Chris, that you're I mean, missing past the fact of like when you're only focused on the numbers, when you're only focused on that and you're not looking forward, you have the potential to miss out on what will be big how do we three know to four that years. They're not looking forward. I haven't said where's your evidence? If you say Where's five the, years from now of games in development today, well, where is the evidence? I got to present evidence because I'm not on the Sony board of directors. No, like, I'm saying like, where, where's the investment? And I would say that's what we need to see. That's what we should hold back what? and see. But it's not there John right now. Because I, I don't know. Well, we talk about, we talk about risks. We talk about risk taking. Uh, sure. Dreams was a risk. And all of a sudden now we're upset that, the, the the failure of of dreams was Sony's fault. It just wasn't a great idea. I mean, it it okay, it was a great idea, but finding an audience for something like that on a console was never going to work. The, the the only thing the only thing that what they should have done was they should have committed to putting that on PC. But that being aside, was was taking Kratos down a new narrative path a risk? Yes. Yeah. Was, sure. was making swinging mechanics in a video game, which had only been successfully done in a Spider-Man game, maybe one time, 10 years before. Mm, was that was a risk? The PSVR, yeah. not a risk. I mean, I, do you I guys just, think that was a home I, run out of the gate? No, I, I think here though, from what you guys are saying, you're also talking about moves again, that were probably made four or five years ago. That's the thing I'm getting here. It's like, we're not talking about what right. is going on right now. Moves. You're four not or five years before those moves. We didn't know that in four or five years, those moves will be made. That's where I'm at now. You're we not don't know what they're doing. Right exactly. Now. Like the point here is that the narrative coming out from this article is that where they are heading to is to isolate themselves, just focusing primarily on these blockbusters. If that's the case, four to five years from now, 
you might find yourself in a very different Sony than when you find yourself today versus the one that was working four or five years ago that brought you to this point. That's the narrative the fear. of this story is they're trying to pump up Sony and they've been trying to do this, mm-hmm. that Sony's getting too big for their britches. That's why this kind of story exists. But Sony's continued pulling the punches. PS4 was amazing. PS5 is out of stock. Part of the reason that it was because of COVID or whatever. They pull out of E3 because they're too big. They got big extravagant things they show. Sony's, they're going to, John's even said it uh, on this show. Sony is, they're, they're, they're going to make a mistake. And before they know it, Nintendo maybe even, or Xbox is going to take the throne from them. I but mean, they haven't. Again. They know what the F they're doing. As someone who's an Xbox fanboy here. You're talking about a guy who watched Xbox be on top of the world. And then within two years, Don Matrick told it, took it to a different level as far as problems because of where they were focused towards. I'm not saying that they're doom and gloom and that there's Sony's going to fall apart and all these kind of stuff. I'm just saying that you have Xbox on the other hand, who seems to be right now going we want to go get Hell's Blade. We want to go pull in developers from China. We well, want to go get all these the things. Yeah. yeah. We want to get all these things into us because we understand there's various types of gamers. And then you have Sony who seems to be pitching and saying, this makes money. Just do that. And there is a good side to that. And there is also a negative side to it. And that that's where the concern is, I guess, from, certain parts of like Sony fans who aren't the ones who play say God of war, but do play gravity rush who did play days gone and thought this is a really good title, regardless of its issues at not if they listen to this podcast, right? Yeah. I didn't like it, but you know, I have seen repeatedly online over the last year or two, people saying how much they enjoyed their time with days gone. I'm happy for them. I'm sad that they're not getting a sequel. Nacho brings up some good points in Twitch chat. He says, look at, uh, we're neglecting the impact, maybe not us, but maybe it is us, the impact that COVID has had and the longstanding impact that they foresee it having on all developers sure. and publishers. And Nacho, um, just to clarify, who is they? It's us, I think. We haven't brought is it that us? up. Okay. If it's us, um, I just want to make The most, he, he points out that this is for the Microsoft fanboys like Chris. The most Microsoft has done in the last six months, other than the Series X, is they bought Bethesda. He says that's their big home run. Really? You maybe say, I, I just played oh, Outriders. And <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, Nacho, I'll tell you right now. I just played Outriders on Games Pass, and I'm going to play the show in two weeks on Games the, Pass. The additions to Games Pass <laughs> is a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, it, you look at what they're... Shoot, just go back and look there uh, at their idea Xbox and all the games they announced, like cool little indie games that are coming day one to that console. That's what I was. Well, I got a cool about. little indie game on the PlayStation called Odd World. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's gonna be hopefully fun. And that's guys, again, that's probably a decision <laughs> that was made way before where we are right now. But that's the thing that it constantly, and I, and this has been a a. a thing that i've always brought up when we try to think we know what these big companies are planning Mm -hmm. we're not in these board meetings we don't have access to numbers plans we can only speculate and right now i think this is all this is is there's this narrative the media john has pointed out has tried to put sony in this role as the king of the mountain they can do no wrong but look at all these cracks starting to show they're making these bad moves and i'm like i don't see that well, that's my point. I mean, it, it's the the media is going to go after 
and, and I don't mean in, in some sort of vindictive way, it's almost an instinctive thing to prop up the little guy. I, for some reason, they're saying the Xbox Xbox is the little guy. Bill um, Gates is like, for giving I'm the away all <laughs> Feels like we're the little guy, guys. <laughs> it's, it's sort of Xbox is getting mad props from the media, maybe rightly so, for just saying, here's all this stuff for free. Here's what we're giving you for free. Mm-hmm. What and if there's Sony's, a reason they're doing that, right? Sony's, and, and look, innovation comes when you're when you're backed against the wall. For sure. That's when it comes. But but the, the, the PlayStation has I'm not made say a that misstep. To my wife. PlayStation, yeah. PlayStation's not made a misstep this generation. Going to rename our Richard Innovation? No, bad joke. <laughs> because they didn't make it on the outside in the in 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 the beginning where they say your console is going to cost six hundred and fifty dollars. Therefore, that's the PlayStation Three. For the Xbox One, it was we have another we have another console for that. It's called Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. So the messaging from the outset is what hurts them um, generationally. And Xbox, unfortunately, has not recovered from the beginning of the Xbox One days, which has moved them towards innovation in a, in a way that, that gets their name out there. But the conversation in the availability of consoles is never about the Xbox Series X. It's about the PlayStation 5. It, did, is that not hypocrisy? Am I missing, the, am I missing something? Nacho? But I mean, also, they all have very, commented on it. I mean, there's an article this no, week. He's as very far as active right now. And he says, Microsoft just licensed, you brought up Games Pass or any Games Pass game that mm-hmm. Microsoft acquires. They're simply licensing that. They're not developing it. It's not coming from Microsoft Studios. Yes. Some of them are. Some Who of them cares? Um, Who ca- so, right. Who cares where the PlayStation games come from? I would argue that, but the, I mean, that's fine, but like, I would say, I would say like to their point, yes. Like that's why I would say anyone who's doing this whole entire doom and gloom PlayStation is going to fall off a cliff. You're, you're out of your gorg on that. Right. No, I I don't think anybody's even suggesting that What they're doing is they're they're attacking corporate greed. That's what the narrative hook is. Sony's greedy. Xbox is Xbox is for the game. I don't think that I I think it's, it it is. I think it's more if you're looking at and you're saying like, Trier enough to know that he doesn't like corporate greed. I mean, in any that's fine, but everything that is put in here, I think, is the narrative of Sony is focusing their attention on this, and I don't think that's untrue. Like, I I, I just don't see if you're we we haven't even talked about this here. The fact that they're talking about a Last of Us remaster of a game that came out in 2013 was remastered in 20 what 16. Or I'm sorry, 2012 got remastered in 2013, and now we're going to get another remaster on top of the sequel from you know that came out last year, right? And I think, I, think of a logical business reason to remaster that game. Oh, money, yes, yes, I no, get that. No, money, yes, but they're going, but but they've already said that the HBO series is going to cover the narrative of the first game. Sure. So somebody's going. Let's put that game out in tandem. Yeah, I get that. It makes, on the it other makes hand, sense. on the other it's hand, to do it. On the other hand, did Microsoft remaster Halo Three, Halo Two, and Halo One in new ways outside of like the fact that Halo Two and Halo One were way older games when they did it for the Halo series they did on Showtime? No. And are they going to remaster them again now? I don't think so. You know, they just put them all in the Halo Reach or 
the halo collection and all that kind of stuff. And I think it would be the same with gears, like the gears three and four get remastered anytime soon. No, the only one's been remastered is gears one at this point. So I don't know, like that kind of stuff. It just screams. We're trying to make more money off of you because they're going to sell it for $70. And I don't know if it's going to be really that much of an upgrade from what the previous experience is. It's not like when you were on the PS4, you couldn't run that game at 60 frames per second. It's it's just like when Nintendo repackages Mario games that we all own seven copies of it. We can complain about it all we want Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, but you're going to go buy it. If the things didn't sell, they would stop doing it. Yeah, but they sell. I'm mad mm-hmm. that I missed the cutoff that I had six months to get the Mario collection. <laughs> I don't I know. I went to it. stores just... in Florida looking to see if somebody had forgotten to take it off the shelf. Apparently, <laughs> Nintendo sent them death threats because there is not a copy in stores anywhere. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just think I think the bigger narrative of this is more so Sony going away from a very large spectrum of what they were willing to back right like we've heard these rumors kojima is talking to microsoft right now about his next game and that they are going to publish whatever the next kojima game is on games pass why is that because one he knows there'll be probably an install base of like 30 million people by the time he puts it out and two you know sony might not be willing to make that kind of investment now because they are looking and saying well death stranding only sold three million it only sold three million oh god so terrible because that's what sony's looking at they're looking at does it sell blockbuster numbers and there's a studio or i'd say a first party company i remember chasing that idea their name was microsoft i've seen this narrative before and all of a sudden they found themselves in a very weird situation where all they had was a couple of IPs that they were working on, and they had to go spend billions of dollars to catch up to Sony, well, who was investing in, in that, everything. <laughs> the good news is if Sony gets in that ship, um, we're going to get a cool guy wearing T-shirts and jackets, and his name's going to be like, I don't know, or her name will be Jill. That's what it'll be. It'll be a lady named Jill to rival Phil. Um, not Jade. And they're going to have billions of. Do- we don't want to bring up Jade. Please, dear God, don't bring up Jade. Um, but Sony will have plenty of money mm-hmm. to to do whatever they need to do. It's it will be interesting to see from a, from a. We we just talked about it. Like we got all hot about it. Sure. It will be interesting to see where this narrative that two of us believe that the media is making up, um, where it goes, and it'll be interesting to see if you're right, we're wrong, or you know, however it plays out. Um, but I, this is why I like you guys, because we can talk about something that we don't understand. We can be passionate about it, and it's cool. And John can say say things that people think he's really smart on, but he's dumb as a brick, but I love him. <laughs> it's because he wears uh, the button on. up. He wears a, yeah, a perfectly ironed button up week to week. Sometimes I adjust my glasses. Yeah, you go. There you I, go. By the way, That's guys, the important. I, I need to get some glasses, Dan. <laughs> PS3 update issues. So uh, apparently, this is only a joke, but apparently Sony does not care about PS3 users anymore because they are, you know, the <laughs> um, players are reporting that some PlayStation 3 games are not downloading essential patches. And we love and, a what? Uh, we all love a good essential patch, John. This news comes after a recent rumor was confirmed that online stores for PlayStation 3, PSP, and 
Psvita would be deactivated by Julie 2021. Uh, PSN Profiles thread is compiling all of the PS3 titles that are experiencing difficulties downloading patches, which are often important for the purpose of online play and trophies. And that would make me mad. Uh, I got to be honest, if I've missed out on a trophy, the list includes games like Journey, Little Big Planet, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Battlefield 4, Gran Turismo 5, and Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. So yeah, um, thoughts and prayers to PS3 users having update issues, for sure. So the only, uh, it, it alludes to this a little bit, the only blowback Sony's getting a little bit, I think, is the PS Vita store uh, going offline. If you if you can find a PlayStation Vita for um, market price, I'd buy it. If you're wanting one, you better buy it quick. Because that thing, you're finding these things on eBay already for the for the prices of like um, AMD graphics cards. I mean, they're going up in price. The um, the data cards are going up in price. They are just they're just they're seeing an opportunity here, boys. Um, but I heard yeah, uh, scalpers uh, are not cool. Yeah, it, but, but apparently, apparently they have not. Commu- I've heard that there's been some issues with communicating these types of things they just to do it to um like developers who might be making games on PS Vita. It's like, they're, oh by the way, we're gonna you know, they find they're out. so pompous, John. They just go, hey, push that button, close that down, let's just see what happens, huh? You want to? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I'm I'm literally I started crying when we laughed a minute ago. That's good <laughs> stuff. Chris <clears throat> Will you tell us about Bioshock, please, sir? That's your jam. It John, is. why didn't you buy it on that one system? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to remember how many times I've bought Bioshock. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Cloud Chamber, the developer behind Bioshock 4, uh, is hiring for a senior writer and job. Now, I'm sorry. The job description gives us some hints. The job indicates that it has an interest in hiring someone who, quote, can weave impactful character-driven stories in an open-world setting. The position will also assist in constructing uh, primary and secondary content. Uh, mission content, sorry. Uh, all of this suggests an open-world allowing players to veer off the main path. The role consists of the creation and execution of the core story, including the writing of dialogue and other narrative elements as directed. I don't Buddy, know how I feel about this. Well, you got to apply for the job first. See what the salary is. I could never write for Bioshock. <laughs> I would, oh God, just, just the idea of John knowing I wrote a Bioshock game and coming yeah. in here and lighting it up, not caring at all. He would just be like this He's about to burn. He did it. Your name was here. You were responsible for this, sir. Yeah, right. Uh, I couldn't have that. I couldn't give John that power over me. <laughs> Bad enough. But yeah, both of you guys are fans. Uh, Chris said he didn't. He doesn't know how he feels. Are you excited about an open world Bioshock, John? Um. <laughs> See, John, open never, world is. <laughs> never discount. You should never discount a new idea. But sure. I do worry that. I do worry that the open world model. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe the corporate at 2K might have said, hey, if you want this game to sell, you need an open world. Exactly. Which I can tell you that I feel personally that the loyal Bioshock fans do not play this, are not going to play this based on whether it's an open world or not. Um, There's a Metroidvania aspect and a backtracking aspect that's always valuable, but I don't know what Bioshock looks like with an open world. It's a risk, (laughs) you know. Um, hopefully it pans out. Hopefully it's something that I didn't know that I wanted, but, um, I do, I mean, side quests are not exactly prevalent in Bioshock games. I mean, Bioshock Infinite had some, let me, Um, let me bring up a game to you guys. Gears of War five introduced an open world to us. Kind of. Yeah, sure. What if I just, just I just, I don't want them to turn this into another fallout game. That's all. Because they're That's very fine. similar in in their in their presentation in their in their aesthetic. Fallout is very similar to Bioshock. Yeah. Uh, so True. I just don't I just don't want them to make a bio a, a, a Fallout clone. I mean, That's all. to me, like Bioshock was always kind of a natural successor, especially because we didn't get a sequel to the series till last year to Half Life, in the sense that. I never won an open world Half-Life game. And in this, I, I'll be honest, I don't want an open world Bioshock. Like those games to me were memorable because they had really good level design coupled with really interesting storytelling. And then on top of that, yep. really great gameplay. Yeah. Like those you, three you things. Synergize the, the trifecta. I, yeah, yeah. Like I, as much as I love the Elder Scrolls, of the world, right? I don't play Elder Scrolls because the narrative and just the base level of anything is pulling me in. Sure, the dungeons in Elder Scrolls are great, right? Like that's a wonderful experience, but I'm in that world because I just get to explore and be who I want to be. I get to define my character. I like BioShock because I'm crashed into an ocean. I look over a plane is sinking. I don't know who I am. And all of a sudden I go to a lighthouse, I get into this thing and this crazy dude is talking about rapture. What is rapture? You remember John. And the next thing that was just my weekend. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden he's like, would you kindly please step out? You know, and and it, that's what I remember the, the, without giving away even all these years, the twist that is what you remember from this game on top of being able to be like, my enemy is in front of me. I'm going to first spray him with bees and then combine that with a tornado. And then I'm going to shoot him in the face with my shotgun. Like these are the things you could do in Bioshock. And that were so amazing. Before we got Breath of the Wild, <laughs> did we think we wanted an open world Zelda yes. game? Yes, everybody was asking. Yes, okay. I always want. They did right, <laughs> but I'm going back again. Before I played Gears Five, did I know that I wanted Gears to be like that? I didn't. Did I know that I wanted a God of War open world ish kind of game where I could control what I did? Maybe well, in see, that I kind love, of environment. I love Gears. I love Gears Five in spite of the open world segment. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but. I don't. I don't think it added anything to Gears of War. I agree you know, with you. Uh, did you miss yeah. the sand boat? I mean, that was nice. <laughs> I liked being on that thing, but I'm with you, John. Cool. Like, as I've gone around, I'm like, it, it wasn't like I was discovering a lot in doing it. It was just like 
you didn't search get, for the uh, tags then. Well, I there did. were, yeah, there were maybe a couple of things, but compared I'm, I'm joking, to, obviously, yeah. you know, compared to, so the, again, Elder Scrolls. The purpose, of a, the purpose of a large world is to make it something you can engage with. Mm. You know, for example, people thought, people, you know, criticized Rage 2 because the open world to them wasn't that interesting. Sure. It was simply, it was simply a hub for you to drive your car in. Bioshock, the, the, all of them, from Bioshock 2 to Bioshock Infinite, these worlds feel like open worlds, even though they're not, because, yes. because they're living and breathing, and, they're, and, and there's just it, and they just have to make sure that the open world doesn't rob Bioshock of that very important element of this living, breathing world. Like, I mean, the greatest moment in video games, hands down, is when you're going down that elevator and you were introduced to this world, this open world that is called Rapture. I actually, John, uh, to pivot <laughs> off of that, I know that might be your jam. I'm the other way, where it's like the whole entire like chaotic beginning to infinite and finally coming yeah. from like the stormy atmosphere to the clear glorious sky that looks like a classic you know i guess uh 1700s like you know pro george washington painting of like you know columbia itself looking like the golden city on the hill that is one of the most beautiful shots ever and that's a it, reagan reference yes it was it was. And I also think he's describing the ad that ran for Bioshock Infinite because that's what I remember seeing from the commercials. And then like <laughs> even then, like on top of that, you remember this, John. John remembers this like as soon as you see that, then you start to descend and all of a sudden you start to hear the like hymns in this candle vigil and you're just like, Where where the hell am I? And that's that's what's powerful and that's what my fear is, is that if you do an open world how dedicated are you going to be to making a very concise, you know, trust area feel them. good? Trust them. That's all I, I'm going to ask you guys to do. Ken Levine ain't yeah. doing this game. That's all I can say. Ken Levine that's true. Doing it. Uh, that's a good point. That's a great point, actually. I mean, Elder Scrolls, you brought those guys up. They're doing pretty good on ESO. Like, uh, different people love that game. On that, but okay. Uh, right. Well, that's a different, <laughs> it's the, the, Jesus, Chris. The thing was someone different is working on that ESO sure. thing, right? Sure. Fair. But they still captured what ESO, what Elder Scrolls fans loved about Elder Scrolls. And they made it an MMORPG. Yeah. This is not going to be that big of a project. They're just simply, without Ken Levine, they're going to make a new Bioshock game that's going to have open world. Just see. What if Phil at E3 walked out? And then said, we have a new partner at Xbox. And then Ken Levine walked out on stage. Y'all would not be able to stand up for a while. Probably not. Speaking of leaks, John. (laughs) (laughs) Will you tell us about some Sonic leakage, buddy? Well, we need this Sonic remaster more than we do in a Last of Us remaster. But Mm -hmm. I, but I, a German, a German voiceover studio. No! has leaked a remaster of Sonic Colors. The discovery was made by Twitter account Gum slash Kubo. Kubo. Uh, stating Kubo. that German voiceover book, Example, Example. Uh, has a listing for Sonic Colors yeah. remastered, detailing that the studio worked on its localization in December of 2020. Additionally, French games retailer 
Sogamali <laughs> as a really pre-order pack. Get this one. <laughs> as a pre-order page for Sonic Colors Ultimate for PS4. The Sonic Colors game re- originally released on Wii and Nintendo DS in 2010 and was one of the rare Sonic games these days that was well received. That's a pretty played. good game. I've never played good. this one, but we played it. I played it. Everyone that I know that did play this, especially on Wii, has like posted in the past week and they're like, yes, please. So I would be totally down for this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah, this, I'm this is your this. jam. Um, yes. Let me some sign. I got to tell you, when the news team finds tidbits like this, they're usually on on track for something. So this I'm, is how you I, I'm excited if you're excited because I heart you. Oh, um, speaking of being on track, we are now on track for the final news piece of the week. Chris, will you hit that sound bite for me, please? Finally this week. Very nice. Possible switch shortage is the headline. Shintaro of Furikawa, Nintendo president, has issued a warning regarding the company being able to secure materials for the immediate production of semiconductors needed for switch production. See, Sean. Shorted, see, semiconductors. Sean. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's fine. Uh, and shortages may change that later in 2021 when the Switch Pro comes out. Jokes. All of a sudden, they're going to have all the semiconductors they need. <laughs> we have been able to secure the necessary materials for the materials for the immediate production of semiconductors for switches. However, in Japan... In other countries, demand has been very strong since the beginning of the year, and huh. there is a possibility of shortages at some retailers in the future. It is difficult to say how we will deal with this, but in some cases, we may not be able to prepare enough for orders. Although unannounced, this brings into question the ability, no it doesn't, for Nintendo to produce the rumored Switch Pro. It makes sure they have enough stuff to build them, in Sean's humble opinion. John. Thoughts, prayers. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a reminder to defrost the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if this is going to be a problem, I just hope that they just push off the Switch Pro. I just don't. I, I just can't deal with another hard piece of hardware that's hard to find i i don't need this in my life <laughs> just, we got time john you know what just we're good till till breath of the wild 2 is out we're good okay does, does that game need a <laughs> semiconductor in my <laughs> see that's the thing <laughs> couple i mean the theory is the theory is that the pro yeah releases in tandem with you know breath of the wild 2 but um i mean this isn't know. something though that's exclusive to them Right, like it's hard to find a PS5 right now. It's hard to find an Xbox Series X. It's hard to find 3080, 3070, 3060, It's hard to find Ryzen uh, new series as far as their CPUs. It's just both the pandemic and then also resource is taking its a uh, toll. And I mean, some say it's also maybe something that's greater in the gaming, it might be just government policy between nations and the way they're communicating, right? Like that could be an issue that we're just not looking at that as having a, a larger effect on a whole entire industry, right? It's because China is unionizing. 
Shine you. John looked over his shoulder. There was a union behind him. He's afraid. <laughs> no, he said the word union and then added Ising on it. The last time he brought that word up in this podcast. Boy, oh boy, did we have emails for days. But how many times has he brought up Dwight Eisenhower? Wait, Ising? What? Oh, wait. No, that's the wrong one. There you go. <laughs> Top notch. I am a production person that can tell you there are eight viewers right now. Well, we can't, you know, you can't, you can't, I'm saying something different, so you can't go by that. But, Electronic update. There's 800. Oh, wow. Electronic <laughs> mail from the future. Year 3000. Say it, Chris. From the year 3000. From the year 3000. Of course, this is the email section of the show. That's why it says it on our Twitch stream right now. Chris is about to update it uh, to let anybody who's lurking or new that that is what we're doing now. If you would like to be cool and write your thoughts and prayers in via email, of course, you can do that. Weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We've got some emails. I count one, two. Let's see how many we can read. Um, we got a few, so let's switch them up a little bit. I'll read uh I'll read the first one by I put on shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys can divvy up the rest. Let's go. All right. Um, hi again, boys. I should have been more specific about the punishment of game companies. I asked if companies should be punished for trying to trick gamers with crazy E3 gameplay. Mm. I didn't want a boring Senate hearing punishment for them, but more of a funny haha one like pulling their pants down to their ankles <laughs> and make them walk for a mile down the street with a nun ringing a bell and shouting shame over and over. Keep game up the thrones. good work, boys. <laughs> yeah. Keep up the good work, boys. One of my top video game podcasts. Thank you for having us in the top, sir. We oh, love your shirt. Up we love your shirt, and we love your um your email address. That is classic. And you've been here. You you've been here. Why? Wow. You guys want to see what I'm talking about, Chris John? You can click on it, and you can see hmm. what you can see his email address. John doesn't realize what it is. <laughs> That's fine. It is classic. <laughs> All right, uh, we got some from Eli. If uh, you want okay, you two want to grab it, do it. Okay, then. Uh, Eli first <laughs> sent in and said, first, he said, I will always go back to Mario Party game. And then he also asked me to look at his other email. So I'm going to Still do that has now. the scent from a giant iPhone's <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like 12 font sent from a. <laughs> 30 font iPhones, iPhone. <laughs> uh, the other one, though, he sent said, Hi, guys, from Weekly Games Chat. I would like to know if you guys play Rocket League. If you do, I would like to play with you guys. He provides his epic ID, which I will not do here because, you know, we don't need to be flooding. That would be with- not cool. Yeah. What if 5.5 million people all of a sudden just sent him 
request Brandon, play rocket. Yeah, yeah, You'd be like, I see, will. we told you we're big, bro. You don't want to do that. <laughs> so I will I will look for you on Epic though. Uh my my brother Eli. I would also know what console you play on. Well, when it comes to Rocket League, I play on the PCs because Master Race and all that. Yeah, John? I played on PC with my Xbox controller. I like it better there, but I have played on the PS4 slash five. Fun fact, but, John. Um, yeah. The uh new season came out this week. Yeah, it did. It, it dropped. Did. It's there's, a, some, there's uh, been both games we play. Uh like you're a big Rocket League guy now. You got yeah. your new season. I got my new patch in Final Fantasy. Gotta so, say that's I've, cool. I've noticed that uh while I haven't really noticed the so it's supposed to be a Formula One NASCAR season uh theme going on, right? Uh I have not noticed so much of that right now. What I have noticed is that the cars seem to be a little bit heavier this season. So them flyers out there, they might have a little hard time adjusting. I don't know. We'll see. I'm already gold tier on duos. John, do you want to read Levi's email or do you want me to grab it? You tell me. Um, Yeah, I got it up. I think you got the newest one from the Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that one. Two things. Two things. I must say I continue to thoroughly enjoy the podcast. It's one of my faves. Oh, thank you, buddy. Sorry, did not get the Discord la- uh, link last time. Could you send it again? Attaches my Discord name. It also has my gamer tag on Xbox and PlayStation. Two more things. Sorry, I got the stained song wrong. Wait, it's, it's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. Come on, guys. Is Anthem. Mm. That's right. I said it. You heard me. Don't hate. It has a didgeridoo in it. Uh, Parentheses on my own out of PVC. And I add several pipe sections to make it almost 10 feet long. (laughs) (laughs) I do agree. Skyrim is a great soundtrack. Favorite movie soundtrack. Star Wars all the way. Mm. I have the several several versions. The old one with the pre-special edition. Pre-special edition! (laughs) We love a good pre-special edition song. Yub Nub, a much better ROTJ ending <gasps> song. That's Return of the Jedi. No, I thought I it was also, Run the Jewels. Oh, wait. I also good have group. laser engraved CDs. Who knew that was a thing? I didn't. Uh, P.S. I'm sorry. Do I need to read slower so you guys can talk? Go for it. No, so I mean, I just continue to fly through this email. It's fine. P.S. Um, uh, and uh, Chris uh, and Sean, that means that means postscript. Oh. Uh, yes. V- Valise is my name mixed up. What is happening? Le- uh, Levi's and an extra L from my last name. It's been my standard game character. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's been my standard game character name since playing Morrowind on Xbox. Should I not? See, John, that? Morrowind <laughs> is a title. In- <laughs> no, you. That was fine because he had a picture of his Discord ID, yeah, which okay. we'll get. Oh, I, I, see it. I see that apparently when we sent the link back in December. Mm. Um, we found that that Gmail couldn't be found. So you tried to steal our identity, sir. And you've been busted. <laughs> we'll get that to you. Um, possibly even as soon as like, by the time you hear this, I mean, we if shall. he goes to the Twitter page, weekly game chat. Well, I, I I'll, I'll mention that in a minute, yeah. but we want to make sure everybody has all the ways they need. Um, next up, Tyler. Hey guys, oh, Tyler oh, here. Oh, before you go to that, just a con. Hold on. You son he, of a- he, he gave props to Anthem. 
And I will say this, no matter how bad Anthem had problems, today the Mass Effect trailer came out for Mass Effect Legendary Edition and the freaking themes of that kicked in. And yes, Bioware makes great freaking soundtracks. So never hate on them for that. Thank you. Go ahead, John. From now on, I will hate on them for that. You will not do that. Hey, guys. Tyler here. Hey. <laughs> hey. I first of all wanted to let you know uh, that the first podcast I heard of you guys was the one where you talked about the Avengers game. I accidentally stumbled upon you guys, and I'm glad I did. I'm thinking of building a PC soon and can't wait. Real quick, are you guys excited about Space Jam 2? No. And if so, have you seen the trailer? No. This is Sean speaking. Chris probably is. And what's your least favorite game you have ever played? Keep it up, guys, and game on. My least Thanks favorite Thanks for that game. email, Tyler. Oh, man, that's a hard pick. Uh, so what, far, it's Oddworld. Wolfenstein Youngblood. <laughs> so far, my least favorite game is, was it Exodus, Oddworld? What's it called, Chris? Oddworld Soul something? Storm? Soul Storm. Yeah. Yeah, that's peaking at number one on the most hated game of all time. Mine was uh, the we'll, we'll uh, 2013 version of SimCity where I tried to log on and play that and no one could log into a single player game because EA decided that it needed to be always online for some stupid reason. There was a game uh, my friend Mike and I recently played and we could not delete it fast enough. <laughs> I don't. I wish I knew. I wish he was here. And I wish I knew what it was because that would help me out for real, for real. I'm going to give Oddworld a chance because for for real. Uh, he, he, um, he says he is here. He is here. What game uh, recently did we play and we both could not get it deleted fast enough? Mike, I'll let you think about that. Um, Or maybe it was just me deleting it really fast. I don't remember. But while we do that, Chris... We've got, uh, if you want to combine the two, we got a couple from Mitch that we can read before we move on to Twitch and Discord. All right. First one, tiled Outriders. This is from our boy Mitch from Oz, which is hey. in Australia. Hey, guys, I've been busy lately, so I haven't had a chance to write in. Still listening every week. Still loving the show. Your It Takes Two review was awesome. Got me very excited to play it. I'm going to get it when I get a chance to play anything other than Outriders. Speaking of Outriders, perfect segue. He says, Indeed. Top notch. How do you feel about it? Well, <laughs> did well, I just say? Speaking of perfect segues. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's crazy fun. I'm a pyromancer, and I can tell you there's nothing more satisfying than killing an enemy with a thermal bomb and float up in the air on fire like the human torch from fantastic four and explode 10 enemies around them. See, this is honestly the best part of the game. He's not wrong. I actually got an achievement the other day for doing exactly that. It was killing 10 enemies within two seconds of another. I had one similar to that where it said, Hey, use one of your abilities to kill like 10 enemies in one hit. And it felt so good. So good. So good. Uh, without the ability, there is no way I could get it. Anyway, I really hope you guys love this game. It's the most fun I've had in a long time. I had fun. Not going to deny. Yeah, hopefully Still by the time fun. you hear this, 
because you'd, yeah. you'd probably do want to see if when we read your email. Maybe you should start uh, with see, the email section this week and then go. You'll back. see that Chris liked it as an eight point five at first, and then some really bad stuff happened, and it brought it down to a seven point seven five. Yes. <laughs> Chris, one, you got one more thing. One more thing I've been thinking about getting a Quest 2. I'd love Do to it. get into VR, but I don't have a gaming PC, so the Quest is a good option for me. Is it worth getting? What are yes. the pros and cons, Sean? Pros are it's awesome. And um uh it's awesome. Again, it's where are the cons, cool. Sean? There's no wires. The cons, there's two. It's a little heavy at first compared yeah. to other VR headsets because everything is in the head unit. The second you may not experience this, I have a gigantic dome. So the standard issue strap that it comes with, mm-hmm. um, I want to replace it, and they offer that. So that's another pro. They have a lot of extra things. Nice. Also a con, you might have to spend more money on things like a better head strap. Also, a cable. also a con um, as far as just in not even to just Quest, but Oculus right now, you have to have a Facebook account. Yeah, so, that's that's yeah. a pretty big one. But I got a Facebook page, so I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and then he sent a follow-up email where he says, just a quick follow-up. I forgot to mention that Monster Hunter Rise review from John was awesome. Thanks, man. Yes. I was getting a little sad. Oh, that's right. By the he way, re- John, that cat is called Palico. Uh, yeah. Apparently Mitch has spent around 600 hours in the Monster Hunter world. Right there, boys. Uh, he goes back to it occasionally, but he wants some new content. Monster Hunter's so good. Oh, so, Mitch, really 600 hours, John, that's uh, how many hours? And Mitch, uh, we also <laughs> see that you get your Xbox gamer tag. It's a pretty awesome gamer tag. I like it a lot. Yeah, I didn't um, want to share that. We're not going to throw it out there. I just wanted yeah. to acknowledge that we did see that, sir. Yes. Um, if emails aren't your thing, you don't have a keyboard to type them or whatever, or if you don't have a phone that has email on it, you can always find us on Twitter. That's twitter.com. And then we can be found at Weekly Games Chat. We had a direct message this week uh, that I wanted to read. Oh, this was from uh, Bowie Effect. Hey, guys, what's up? I love the name drop during the following segment. I geeked out like a fangirl. But I just want to say you guys are awesome. Number three in my top five favorite podcast. I like being in the top three, John. Sean, you're the man. You bring in great energy to the podcast, gets me pumped, and you're hilarious. Thank you, sir. John, I like your type of games and your reviews. The way you talk about them are very informative with a little passion sprinkled on top. Oh, (laughs) one day driving in the car with my wife, once you spoke, she replied, who cut butter with a hot knife? LOL. (laughs) And Chris, when I heard you left, I was devastated. You were someone I could relate to musically show and movie and your music segments were gold but glad to see you back man that's what's up we are too uh and it's real funny i don't know if it's known john doesn't listen to music because of chris (laughs) and chris and i do have the same uh we we have some of the same taste in music uh i have to give him props on that he has actually he's shown me new music and um stuff i kind of wish he would listen to what i say but he doesn't oh hey chris he's back keep up the grind you guys are uh, primo but i do have a question if a friend that had both xbox one and ps4 came to you and only had enough money to buy one of the new gens which one should they buy that's a very tough question for me considering i only have a ps5 and i do love it i only hate the controller the battery life sucks on it 
Chris owns both. So, Chris, you have to answer this question. <sighs> Series X. I mean, Games Pass, better UI, better battery life, as you said. I mean, and it kind of looks cool. Yeah. That, that thing being a uh, cubicle shower looking thing, shower, tower. That's pretty awesome. My thing looks like uh, the joke is it looks like a cable modem or a router, but it looks very cool when the lights are on and the room is dark. Got to be honest. It does. But that's not saying the PS5 sucks. It doesn't. That's, but, yeah. you know, there are just certain things that overuse. You're just like, OK, this could be better. And I would like to see them fix. Yeah. Where did I get this from? What day is it? That was about a year ago. Um, at, uh, at, uh, Ayo cheers for the, this is another DM cheers for the shout out boys all the way from the Nottingham in the UK sickest gaming show. Mm. Only been listening from last year since discovering it when the popular virus took over, but tune in every week since shouts <laughs> to John as well as repping the real L. I think I may have read this last week, boys. We love that S over here. Much love. Keep smashing it. If I did, if I did, if I did read it last week, it would have it would have come in like right now. So my so, apologies if I double read it. John, as far as your mm-hmm. Los Angeles ties, does it mean you're a Laker fan by default? Because I mean, your UCLA Bruins, your Los Angeles Do- Dodgers. Is your dad a Laker fan? Oh yeah, I'll love I'll love uh, Jerry West till the day I die. <laughs> so you're saying you like to watch Ooh. some LeBron James? Logo of the NBA. <laughs> he is. He is. I love Jerry Fun West. Fact. Fun yeah. fact alert. Uh, let's see here. Um, if you want, I'm going to pivot to Discord. If you want an invite to that Discord, you can be like, who was it? Uh, I know. Uh, Mitch? Eli? Mitch, Mitch it or was, Levi? It was one of them. I think it was, it was somebody. Uh, it was, it had to have been Eli. Eli. Had to have been. But if you want to be like that and write in an email, of course, we'll get you an invite. But if you also have Twitter and you want to, you know, how do I find these guys on Discord? They talk about it all the time. We have a pinned link right a pinned link, right there. And it says for those looking for a Discord invite, all you got to do is click there. Boom. You are good to go. Um, that's important because we have the, the best, most awesomest uh, community on Discord in the entire world. Um, the weekly game, games chat community is top notch. We have an email section that we read to from time to time. Uh, and this one says, just wanted to say, hope you guys have a good night tonight for the podcast. Also a beer recommendation from a brewery near Birmingham called ghost train. Yes. In case you haven't tried it game on boys, Chris, I've, can you elaborate? Yes. I've had ghost train. They have some very good towers. Um, many times you can actually, the one thing that I respect about the Publix uh, grocery stores in Alabama versus us is they carry a lot of um, local stuff, and that is one of them. A lot of the Birmingham breweries and even Montgomery and other places down to uh, the Gulf Shores, you can find them all right up there. We don't get that as much here in Georgia, unfortunately. Uh, just a reminder, it was episode 235 when uh, Chris... As a quote said, you can go to Facebook, I guess, if you want. Uh, we don't really use it as much anymore. We're just reminding you that we had a fan who was a winner of our competition, Yuri. John will be reaching out to you, by the way, who uh, tried to find us on Facebook, I think, and um, didn't find us. 
Uh, Nacho, um, Ordinary Gamer, was one of the first on our Facebook page, and it was dead when he got there. <laughs> I just like to bring that up. I have several times because Facebook, there was right? there was like that three week period where it really tried. It was on. It was it was on and popping. Uh, Punk had found a, a soundtrack podcast or, hmm. or something. Okay, uh, it may even be on um, Pandora or something. Uh, but basically, it was during last week when the email question came in asking us about our favorite soundtracks, right? Uh, he said he just so happened to be talking about Zelda at the time that I, me, Sean, mentioned it last week. Uh, this dude even covered Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. He's missed, he says that the podcast is great. If you like John Williams, I brought that up as well. Um, it's great for cinephiles and scoreophiles alike. Chris, are you a cinephile or a scoreophile? Great question, right? Both. Um, I- <laughs> um i believe that oh voice crackage puberty alert i believe that's all we have this week am i correct in saying that boys that's all i have so once again the the, to my favorite saying from a corporate environment to button it all up uh we have an email weekly games chat at gmail.com we're on twitter at weekly games chat and we have a discord we have multiple ways for you to get invited there Please come join us. Also, we stream every Tuesday on uh, twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat. If you're not here, you are missing out because uh, let's be honest. You want to see John's iron shirt, right? I know you do. You want to see Chris's Darth Vader in the background. There's a Luke Skywalker close by, but you can't see it. And apparently I have a Yoda next to Harry Potter stuff. You kind of <laughs> need to see that too. Just saying. Um, but this has been what, Chris? Episode 303? That is correct. Because I titled the stream 303. <laughs> yes. You're not supposed to know that that's how I've been getting the numbers right. I'm just saying. Uh, wherever, Whatever you find your, wherever you find your podcast, first and foremost, thank you. Secondly, if you can leave a review, Chris, you probably should start the music now. Uh, go ahead and leave Worst a five-star five review for us if you can. If you don't want to leave a five-star, leave a four. We appreciate it very, very much. Um, we hope to see you next week on Twitch. If not, make sure um, you know you download the show. We appreciate that, too. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in our Twitch uh, chat right now. Remember, the post show is coming up. Um, if that's all we got, boys, I'm simply going to give Chris and John both a hearty game on. Game on. Sean? Game on. John, I'm not drunk. I'm delaying things. It's a little slight delay. John, say game on to us so Chris will get back on track. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered. There you go. I like that. And I'll end it. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Good life, buddy.
Adam. Hey, this is Adam. This is Mike. And this is David. From Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. We make a fortnightly video game podcast. Fortnite means every two weeks. Covering gaming news, game reviews. I give it five out of five tacos. And whatever crazy audience tweets come in. And sometimes celebrities like Arnold even stop by to sing karaoke. Holy oh, I look just like Buzzy Each episode, we feature one burning topic, game dev interview, or super guest friend from the world of gaming. Check us out on the HP Video Game Podcast Network or on sbfvgs.com. I don't care about that. Wow.